We are brought to you by Boss Bears Supplements. That's Boss Bears Supplements at bossbears.co. Hard work, consistency, and determination are difficult to sustain when your mind and body can't keep up. Fuel your body with what it needs to perform like a boss. Whether you're closing deals, pitching a new business idea, or training in the gym, Boss Bears take your hustle to the next level. Our ingredients are the highest quality with potency and serving sizes that are the gold standard in the industry. Check out all of Boss Bears products at bossbears.co. They have apple cider vinegar gummies. They have ashwagandha. They have all kinds of supplements in delicious gummy form. They also have them in pill form if you don't want the gummies. I prefer the gummies. They are delicious, and I've tried the apple cider vinegar. They are very good. Uh, use code Nikki at checkout to save 10%. That's bossbears.co, code Nikki. We are brought to you by Clout Power Supplements. Uh, that's K-L-O-U-T-P-W-R.com. Uh, so here I have the uh, protein, the cravings protein from Clout. Uh, this one is the salted caramel. This is some of the best protein that I've ever had in my life. It's actually delicious. Um, I, I like the salted caramel and the cinnamon swirl are my two favorites. Uh, also, their pre-workouts are amazing. So they have the Karma Nootropic pre-workout. It's a nootropic and focused pre-workout. It's a lower stimulant formula, zero itch formula. It has four trademark ingredients and it's fully has fully dosed ingredients. Uh, so far, I, the Arctic Cherry is probably my favorite of the Karma pre-workout. Also, try the Nero Aminos from them. And also the High Stimulant Mamba is some of my favorite too. And I really like the Arctic Cherry of that one. So go to cloutpower.com and use code Nikki to save 15%. K-L-O-U-T-P-W-R.com. Code Nikki to save 15%. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Nikki Free Podcast. We are back here with uh, Tim Harris. What's hey. up, Tim? How's it going? It's been a while. It's been a while, dude. Yes. Uh, so, Tim's been on the podcast one other time, right? Two. Two other times. times. I was going to say, yeah, it's got to be just, two. It's like two. Okay, dope, man. Well, I really appreciate you being here. And uh, let's see, you just went on a trip. Where yes. were you? I was on an amazing trip to Thailand. Yeah. Um, I was there for about three weeks. And how and long How long have you been uh, practicing Muay Thai? Uh, I think now three years. And so. is, is, did that play a role in you wanting to go to Thailand at all? Um, on this trip, yes and no was in the, like the primary reason. But what really happened is my sister went to Thailand about mm, I think last year so okay last year having a great time sending you know our family all these videos and stuff it's like oh that's neat right and then like summer rolls around this past uh year in 2023 my parents my dad just retired my yeah mom, she's just like kind of chilling nice so dude. they just uh, hit me up and like hey we're going to Thailand this Christmas so if you guys want to come you know, just, you know, let us know. Or I say just let us know, but it's like, you're still going to have to pay for your, your flight. Over right, there. right. But they were like, they gave you the invite. Right. And I was okay. just like, I'll be damned if my <sighs> sister goes, my parents go, and I'm the one actually 
indulging in Thai culture and I don't go. So I was right. like, yeah, put me on the trip. I'm going with you guys. Like you're the only one that actually trains Muay Thai. So that's like yeah. something from the Thai culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's, that's pretty cool, dude. So yeah, that's pretty much That's how just how it started. I huh? decided to go. I mean, I, I was planning on going, I think, this February if I wasn't going to go when I did go. Right. But, um, and so you were there during Christmas? Yep. During oh, Christmas okay. and New Year. So that's cool. Very, you know, it's so that's a long weird. time. Yeah, it was a pretty. I wish I was there longer. Honestly. You kind of wanted to move. I'm planning my early retirement. I know, <laughs> dude. I was gonna say, like, cause how long have you been here? Um, like since I came back. Well, I mean, uh, in oh. general, how long have you lived here? Did you grow up here? I can't remember. Oh, uh, no. No, I, I remember. You from the Midwest? I'm from, yeah. No, I'm from South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina. Yeah, that's so right. I'm from the South. I remember um, we talked about just the differences between uh, the cultures, like where we're from versus here. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Because you're from technically the Midwest. Midwest, right? Iowa. I, I spent, like, a, I dated someone who was in the Midwest, so I had, like, a good couple a little of idea. years when, like, of, yeah. uh, of the Midwest, so Wisconsin specifically. Oh, yeah. so you totally, Wisconsin's, like, literally right where I'm from. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm from Iowa, but, like, we're right up in that corner. Mm-hmm. Where uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa meet. Right, so, exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, South Carolina. So, then you've been here for a while. So, then, because I was just going to say, like, you go to a place like Thailand, and it's probably like, why do I live in Seattle? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, like, yeah, I moved. So, I moved in Seattle. Which I do love it here, ago. but there's uh, things about big cities versus, like, you get yeah. the little taste of that, like, quiet calm life and you're right. like ooh, why am i not doing this so it, in bangkok where i was staying that's more like city like so it wasn't necessarily ooh. quiet at all to be i was honest. gonna say yeah it's i sound like an idiot because i don't know much about thailand but now you say bangkok right. like it's like oh yeah that place is huge and there's right? different parts of bangkok and even i don't remember all the neighborhoods but we stayed in uh, near sukhumvit okay so that was that's kind of like the international area so that's where all the foreigners go and stay and it's like also I want to say, for lack of better words, the trashiest part of town, but it's, it's like okay. Vegas. Right, like, like Vegas. There. And so... Like um, trashy, but like there's a lot of stuff going on. Right. And it was a lot of fun. And so that part wasn't... It's busy, but it wasn't like that busy. Right, right, um, right. And so a lot of good food um, and then the yeah, so of everything. So before I... Because I really don't know much about Thailand, actually. So yeah. like when I said... Uh, so like what is it like uh, compared to Seattle? Like like is Bangkok pretty comparable to like a big city or... Uh, I think Bangkok is bigger. Bigger well, than Seattle. Bangkok, I mean, yeah. Uh, Bangkok is bigger as a city. Um, as far as like comparisons between the two, one... Cheaper, but I'm sure the culture is different, but the culture is definitely different in the sense that when you, well, one the shops and stuff when you're walking along the street, you kind Mm -hmm. of see a bunch of repeats in certain ways. But I think that's also because of the area where I was. It's catered to uh, foreigners, right? I mean, obviously, a lot of tourism. Yeah, a lot of tourism. A lot of you know massages on you know the corner, like everyone's trying to you know get you into their massage parlor. Yeah, um, a lot of big malls there uh, in the area that we were staying in. And okay, so that was uh, pretty neat. But again, a lot of American brands were in those malls, and so oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To, I'm sure. Um, yeah, yeah. You know the western part of the world, right? But uh, weather definitely big difference. It was ninety degrees. The weather would be a big reason of wanting to move, right? 
I mean, I'm from South Carolina, and I can say when I go back, that sunshine does hit different. Yeah. So, even, so when I was in Thailand, and I was enjoying the sun, I was shorts and short sleeves everywhere, walking around. I know. Um, it's it like nice. here, it's been like, just this winter has been just not fun, dude. I wasn't here for the Yeah, well, you I weren't even here. You were here. like gone. Because yeah, I even left, I left three weeks before uh, I went to Thailand to go back home to South Carolina for Thanksgiving and stuff. So okay. I've been gone technically since November. Right, right, which, right. And I came back. Oops, sorry. Oh, you're good. I came you're back good. Uh, January 6th. So. Oh, yeah. So you had a nice long, uh, nice long break, man. Six week. Uh, what were some of the highlights of Thailand? What did you do that was? Uh... Oh man! So the biggest highlight for me was training at the camp that I trained at for Muay Thai. So I went. So to, you did do some training while you were there. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I if I was gonna go there, it wasn't like a full training trip because mm-hmm. you know I'm there on vacation. I'm trying to make memories with my family at the same time. Right. But. Um, I definitely was going to tap into that, especially since um, a buddy, of, or you remember Ryan Butler? Um, yes. He used to live here, and he uh, would come to the bar. Yes. But um, yep, yep, yep. he met Angela Chang, who um, fights uh, in RWS and won championship, and I think she actually is under contract with one championship right now. Okay. But um, he just told me, hey, you should look up her gym and then maybe reach out to her and see about uh, checking it out. And so I didn't really reach out there. I just kind of showed up, and I was just like, "Okay, I would like to get some uh, training." And the gym is called uh, Lutuan. Uh, and then you just kind of were like, "Hey, I know this guy. You know him, like, right. yeah." All right. I mean, are gyms point, pretty open to that usually? I, I suppose say some are yes. more protective, and and. Uh, I want to say yes, they're pretty open. Like to the idea of foreigners coming and you know training. Yeah. yeah, especially if you're in Bangkok, I'm sure that's not a very foreign idea because is uh, Bangkok is where a lot of foreigners will travel if right. they are gonna do Muay Thai. Like I'm sure the idea and Muay Thai is popular, just right. like you know, I mean, mixed martial arts are popular in general, so they probably get used to people dropping in. Right, but this gym specifically, um, they were just they're just starting to kind of get used to the idea of foreigners coming to travel and like okay. the gym. So I kind of showed up with the idea like they could turn me away, and I was just like, ah, that's okay. I'm just checking. Right. So you already had curbed your expectations, but hey, it's worth a shot. I'm going to try this. Right, exactly. And I was just like, I'll just mention you, maybe Angela, if she's like here, and then I can like talk to her and be like, hey, a buddy of our mutual friend of ours, you know. Yeah. But so you did get to train. So I did get to train. It was honestly the best thing that could have happened for me, like going there. Because I was going to learn like new things or yeah did, did def- it kind of re uh invigorate your love for muay thai a little bit it definitely not it's not like it ever faded but it definitely right. like added to like i definitely right. it made me want to go that much deeper with the sport in the market yeah part. well i just say that because like i know for myself like there'll be periods where like something will happen where i'll like even with uh being a personal trainer now maybe i'll see like a, a client make some kind of uh progress or like and it gets me back to like oh why i fell in love with it in the first place and then it kind of makes you like or sometimes i even just like see like a picture of myself when i was like 
at my show last year, I'm like, oh yeah, let's go, yeah. let's go, let's, you know. That like, is exactly, that is a get, good way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, you just get these little times where you really like, it makes you feel like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's a good reminder of why you're doing Yeah, it. not like you ever fell out of love yeah. with it, but yeah, yeah, you but know what I mean. Like That was definitely a good refresh reminder right. because while I was training there, I did learn a lot of new things. And a lot of things were catered to me because they did a really good job of um, working with me. Like basically the way that works is you get there, you work out for like, or you start running. Sorry, the first they see you on a run. They just run like, you first. That, like, yeah, that was the just first. Just fucking go run. Right. That that is exactly. What oh, happened. you want to train day, here? Go run. Yeah. First day I walked in because that's what everyone's doing. I walk in. I'm just like I am trying to speak very minimal tide. I'm just like oh, right. Angela Pena, she's here. He's like. They're a bit of a language barrier, so I'm using Google Translate. Oh, yeah, that's got to be tough, too, man. And thank God for Google Translate, by the way. It's guess, great. So. Dude, we have these uh, this uh, couple that comes in the bar, and they order, and he can't speak any English, but I don't even know where they're from. But it's so funny because he used a Google Translator with one of my coworkers, mm-hmm. and I didn't know this till later. But when I helped him, like, I don't know how I helped him. I just helped fig- – I figured out, like – you know, he's like too, you know, big. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like light beer. And he's like, yeah. And so I gave him like two large blondes, you know. And so every time he comes in, I'm like too big. And he's yeah. like, yep, yep. But language bar- my point is language barriers are difficult. Yeah, it seems difficult. But ty- well, for me, I guess, because one, I have the interest in the culture. Yeah. But over the three weeks period, mm-hmm. I've picked up quite a good bit of Thai. And I understand it's a lot more simple of a language but when i say okay. simple not in a bad way like you're not trying to be like oh it's it's such a simple yeah yeah, yeah. but no. it's very much like effective and right. um like for example the word want and need they're the same thing Duncan. and mm. it's for us you know if you say i want something or i need something that's like two different ideas oh for us that's know? totally different. Like, like need is like you have to have right. it like to survive basically like it's a need right where a want is could be something frivolous, like, hey, I want a fucking, you know. Louis Vuitton belt. Yeah, I want a Gucci you know? bag or something. Yeah, and yeah. then, like, over there, it's like they just use the same word for Whoa, it. Oh, that's wild. Because, like, I guess the idea is that you just have a desire to, like, have an object. It's just desire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess you probably convey its importance by um, using the word, like, mach or, well. Also, a different word to convey, like, the importance right. of it, like. That's kind of cool, actually. But um, it's it makes sense. It makes it made me realize how overcomplicated English is, to be completely honest. I wonder how it is, yeah, compared to like other, because I don't know any other languages. Um, I mean, I I would say out of because I've tried, so I know Spanish, English. Yep. I tried to look at Italian and Romanian a couple of times. And oh Brazilian. yeah, they're all like romantic languages. So it's like right. you pick up one, you can kind of get by understanding or at least reading the other like i can read mm. a bit of italian and uh, romanian and i always feel like there are a bunch of languages that are way like prettier than ours you know like see i feel like that's just because we speak english because yeah. i bet you a french person is like our language is well actually no i think yeah because we always think of french as like the most beautiful language right you know, like it like, is weird though because there's some languages where it's just like ugh. like even like I'm like German yeah. and I hear like German language I'm, I'm sorry, like yeah, I don't like it's like the German grossest stuff. language ever like my it last is. name is Friedhof which is a graveyard in German I like your last name though but Friedhof. I do like my last name I think it's dope yeah yeah it's like, that's the prettiest one of the prettier German yeah words. but German's <laughs> just like it's got so much ugly I don't know it's weird it's probably because of the 
or like the... Yeah, it's always like uh, such a weird... Um, yeah, it's just not... It's like a blunt, like blunt yeah. and like intrusive or like it's not flowy and pretty. Like like French always sounds so like, like damn, you're trying to seduce me or what? You know, right. like... Well, it's because, I mean, it's literally how the languages are classified. Like all those pretty languages are most likely romantic languages. Right, they're even German classified as... Germanic and English is also Germanic. Germanic, yeah. yeah. And so... I guess that's why, but, um, yeah, between reading those other languages or, um, the romantic languages and even German, it's Mm -hmm. over complicated. It's, it was, it's a lot harder for me to get into those, but when I started really picking up or trying to get into Thai, that wasn't too bad to be honest. And that's cool though. They will use a word is like, um, I want two cinnamon rolls. Well, I guess. Yeah. Actually, that's exactly what you would say. I want, and then cinnamon roll like two, or like. Okay. Like. I or, want cinnamon roll two. Or. Yeah. Um, I need to go to the store. Or I go. I'm going to the store. It's just like I go store. I go store. Yeah. yeah. It's very very simple. Well, sometimes I do think languages are like that, and then that's why when somebody learns English, they will say a phrase like "I want go store." Right. Because like in their language, that is how it would make sense. And, so they know the word for each one. And honestly, that yeah. is the best way to think about it. So st- if you take your stereotypical um, atti- uh, Asian or Thai uh, speaker and they're trying to speak English to mm-hmm. you and like that stereotypical char- archetype that you get like when you're watching on TV, seeing them like in their gas station store, that is yeah. the, the grammar for them. And so yeah. if you think in that context and then you try to speak you know, that language, it works dude the gas station store thing that's like uh that was so funny because you know like vivek ramaswamy is running for president mm-hmm. and like somebody made a meme that was like you know joked about like indian guy in the 7-eleven <laughs> and then he like he's has such a good sense of humor he like uh basically it was uh one of these other podcasters patrick bed david he stopped at this 7-eleven and he was like putting over the dog and he's like a wealthy guy but he was yeah. just like he liked the idea of, you know what, once in a while you want to have a 7-Eleven dog. And he, like, right. went in and he, like, put it up on, like, X or Twitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Vivek, like, like said something really funny, like, to show, like, hey, that joke didn't offend me and I thought it was funny. Right. That's you know? a good... I will say, I watched the first... Well, two well, remember that was on The Simpsons. And, like, that became, like, a... Oh, you know, yeah. they always had, like, the Indian guy and, like, the... the yeah. Seven. And then, like, another guy who's Indian that I like is a... Uh, He's a independent journalist, uh, Sagar and Jetty, and he's also Indian. And he was funny because he's like, "Hey, he's like, you guys want to laugh about it, but like, he showed like the stats of how much those people make." Yeah. So like, they're fucking here killing it. Right. Exactly. They're it's killing. Like, like yeah. yeah oh, it's a funny you're... meme, and it's like stereotypical and true, but yeah. also. Here's oh, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's like funny. there's a reason why we're doing. They're this. here working because like they know how to make money, dude. Like they're gonna exactly. like they're coming to America to make some damn money, and like it's. They are doing. That and they're, for they're sure. it's like hey man they're 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 getting their bag you oh, know so. for sure a thousand percent and there's one thing to say about Seven Eleven too like over in Thailand Seven Eleven is the spot. I'm like, gonna I, say, I bet it is. It dude. is everywhere, and it is this. That is your grocery store. That is. They have a lot pharmacy, of good stuff, don't they? Is, I mean, I lived out of Seven Eleven while I was over there. I even got myself a tank top with Seven Eleven on it, just because I. It's cool. It's I was good. trying to explain that to people about like the Midwest. So, we have Casey's. Yeah, Casey's General Store, yeah. and we have Quick Star Quick Trip. Mm-hmm. So 
Quickstar and Quick Trip are the same. I don't know why the, right. the name difference. It's like in Minnesota, it's Quick Trip, and then yeah, the rest yeah. of the Midwest yeah. is Quick Star. Yeah. But anyway, like, I was, like people don't realize these gas stations. They're not like gas Just, stations yeah. here. Right. Like you go in, and it's like you can get anything you want like mm-hmm. it's like grocery store like you said pharmacy right like, and not just that like the food is like amazing that like, was the yeah it's like, so good like people first, are like, oh gas station food it's like no it's really good like, yeah like i was uh i'm you know during christmas i had to stay on my meal plan and like we get there to the quick star and like i can go get like a whole thing of like pulled chicken like not you know no breading just like fucking cut up chicken plain yeah some boiled eggs, you know, like just yeah, anything. Just like you can find, needed and you can stay on your meal like you plan. Really, yeah. Yeah, you or I could go get a bunch of donuts, right, you know, whatever, like, whatever you're you trying can, to do. The world is your oyster there. But they have everything, so that's how right. the Seven Eleven in uh, Thailand is, huh? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, the first night I got there, I went down to Seven Eleven and got me one of those. I mean, it's a reheatable. Dude, on my way to the gym, I stop good. at the Seven Eleven every time to grab my Gatorade before my lift. Yeah, and. Yeah, the dudes in there are dope. Like, they're always like, the one's always like, oh, you know, he's always like, work out. Like, he's like, you know. He's a big man. <laughs> yeah, he sees that I'm bigger. And, and I don't know, man. They're cool. So, like, oh, man, I shit, guess, I would do I that. Find, I know that there's the 7-Eleven, like, kind of, I say down the street, but it's near the Chevron gas station. Yeah. Um, I, need, I go in there every hot minute, but I never, like. They're not as good that, as that Thailand one. I need, well, I don't know now because yeah, I was yeah, really yeah. going in specifically to get, like, nicotine pouches. Mm. And then, like, and that was. Are like, you on the Nick pouches, dude? I actually, I think I've kind of stopped. Because I'm about ready back. to, I'm about ready to start. Uh, I would say if you, if you're not doing any kind of nicotine, don't bother with it. Because really? it has been, because I started out vaping. Then I decided I wanted to stop putting. Well, vaping's bad. Lung. The yeah. lung thing. I wanted to stop putting stuff in my lungs, so I switched over to that. Yeah. And then I've been trying to find a way to taper off of that because I'm pretty sure, like, even though it's it seems better. Well, because it's not know. like doing uh, tobacco because it doesn't have like the carcinogen supposedly. Right. But at the same time, it's like I don't really know it's, what it is. So it's it still a substance. Still, right. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, like I guess there are better nicotine delivery devices out there. Yeah. But it's. This so for flavored. me, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm like starting to cut now. Like I'm yeah. 11 weeks out from my show. So I'm like, any type of thing, like if I get hungry, I'm like, I could just put a nicotine pouch in instead. You know, Dude, like. Well, I'll put it this way. I'm kind of like in the opposite court where it's like, if I feel like I need nicotine, I'll just try to eat a snack. <laughs> oh, so you're trying to get off the nicotine. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's a, ever, it's a, it's a bad. I would say don't if you can don't stay start away, if you can stay away from nicotine stay out. So that is my PSA for you know when they said in school don't do drugs, don't smoke, don't do any of it. Stay don't away do from it, nicotine. Kids. Don't, don't do it. Don't do kids. it. Just um, go go to church and say your prayers and eat your vitamins. That's, yeah, and but um, even now, like since I came back, I had a nicotine pouch or like a packet, but I just haven't felt the need to. Do it. it or like do it. I and saw they have some that are just straight up caffeine pouches, like with flavor. You know that might not I be too bad. Right. I don't think caffeine isn't that big of a thing for like even drinking. No, coffee, I mean there's a, even a, a recent study about like it it helps like uh, stop cancer or something. Like there was a I should look but, that up. Yeah, yeah. Why is that on the market? <laughs> no, I mean that <laughs> how was did a. It make the, how did it make it that far? That was a thing. I mean, <laughs> but um, yeah, but. Yeah, the nicotine pouches that I... So what made you... Oh, the, the vaping first. What got me onto it was my degenerate friends back in, you know, school. 
we just thought oh. it was like this cool thing to do. Oh, a hundred percent. Just like I so, used to chew tobacco, you know, like, right. like I said, I think I told you that last time while the pro wrestlers would, you know, have their yeah. chew can in the back pocket Wait, and you wanted you know, to be like, right. I want to be like Randy Orton, you know, right. like, like when I was at the, the Florida tryout, someone's like, that's Randy Orton spitter. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no way. Randy Orton, he chews. Dude, I chew. I'm cool. I'm cool like Randy Orton. You see like Shawn Michaels on Monday Night Raw and you see him like in a brawl, but he has his like street clothes on. You're like, bro, I can see his uh, his, uh, skull, you know, in the back pocket, bro. Sweet. You know, it's It's probably like baseball players, you know, like all their heroes chewed tobacco and uh, whatever reason you think it's the thing to do. Yeah, so it said recent studies find that coffee or caffeine actually may lower the risk of several types of cancer. Yeah, so they've just been finding that out. Uh, several types of cancer, including breast cancer. Hmm. Awesome. So, yeah, one, I don't want to get titty cancer. Uh, no, I mean, dudes can get it too, <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, we can. Like, I, that is a thing. I do not want to get titty cancer. Well, no, it's a horrible. I, I know I, yeah. I always get in trouble for talking shit about alcohol, but alcohol is bad for, yeah. for breast cancer. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, bad, bad. Bad for a lot of things. What well, is, but. Uh, yeah, what was the stats on that? Like, um, if you look up alcohol and breast cancer. Because, I mean, even, like, yeah, cancers, I'm sure, anything relating to your body. So, like, I have very minimal gout as well. Yeah, even so. a small amount of alcohol is linked with an increased risk of breast cancer in women. Um, it's, like, it's like such a small amount of... Uh, so, basically... It's not gonna, good... If you're going to drink alcohol, you also need to be drinking coffee, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, so it's, ba- yeah, I mean, basically, drink your alcohol, then you guys. So they've done a lot of studies on it, and so it's like um, only 35 to 44 grams a day, which is only like three or four drinks. Um, damn, so like uh, it increases risk of breast cancer by 32%. Uh, and for those who intake, Five, four, three or four drinks a day, it's 46%. Ooh. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. Eh. So then, I'm trying to think. Well, you know, it's. College, it, it was, I'm thinking about college age. You know, oh, if you're in college, age. dude, you're just drinking. No, I will say Thursday through Saturday yeah. slash maybe so it'd be, Sunday. So it'd be cumulative. So you'd have to, like, how many drinks they have over the weekend, divide that by the whole days. But each day, and you're having at like, least. Dude, how much do you think you actually like drank when you like were a kid? I didn't drink as much as oh, okay. like my counterparts, but I drank a lot. Well, I was gonna say so like if I try was... to think about like when we were actually young, like how many drinks we drank in a weekend. I, dude, it was a lot. I don't even want to think because like we literally played games where you yeah. try to empty out the case, oh, or yeah. like you know, it's like between you and your three other buddies. There's it's always like, like those drinking games. Case. Like every time this happens, you have to drink. Like. Mm-hmm. Is that too, or like because? I remember, like they ta- would tape like forties to their hands. And oh yeah, Edward. Edward forty hands. hands. Yeah. I don't think I ever played that game, and thank God, because I've seen those. I never age. did. I saw people play it. Though. Yeah, and yeah. I've seen the aftermath of like it could go very wrong. Oh, dude, imagine that forties. It's like so. It's like really large, shitty beers taped to your hand. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah, just the like cobras or that's oh what yeah. We had. Yeah, what do you think the first alcohol you ever drank was? Oh, it was Coors Light. I remember Coors exactly Light. what it was. No what way. I, was doing. I snuck it from my dad's uh, base, uh, basement fridge. He had uh, okay. mini Coors Lights. And 
I think I had just experimented. With Mini like, Coors or the banquet ones, like yeah. the. Oh no, Coors Light. You're talking light, yeah. Yeah, like but they were like the little like cans. About as tall as like this, you know. This I remember right those. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I went and I stuck one because I was home for the summer and I was like experimenting. Like I was like 16, so that was about where I started nicotine. That's about where I tried weed for the first time. Yeah. And, you know, had my first sip of alcohol. I sure. tried it. I was like, this sucks. And I went yeah. to the backyard and I just chucked it. <laughs> oh yeah, beer so tasted I, like shit when yeah, you first started. It was yeah. awful, and then uh, I got to college, and I was actually it was right before I got to college. I had some Millers, and I was like, I was okay. gonna say, yeah, what was the uh, college beer that you drank? What Natty Light? A lot of Natty Light, yeah. same. It was like, oh wait, no, sorry, Bush Light. Oh, Bush we Light did tons of Bush Light. So yeah, because this is South Carolina, like yeah, South yeah. So Bush, Bush Light, Light was probably our guy. Cause we were bush light in Iowa. I mean, it was like bush light, and yeah. bud light, and bush you know, light, uh, well, a lot of people like PBR uh, hams. Yeah, we have PBR as well, and then Rolling Rock. Yeah, but then uh, the the Keystone Ice, Keystone Light, Keystone light Natty yeah. Light, Natty Ice. So yeah. you get the ice because it was like even heavier, you know, yeah. like yeah, that we, was the. We had it all, but crazy. I think Bush was like our staple at Clemson. We used to have these girls buy us beer before we were old enough. Yeah. Like, yeah, these coworkers of ours. <laughs> like, they were, like, older. Th- I don't know if they, like, just had crushes on us, so that's why we could just get them to do whatever we wanted. I, or We'd be I like, hey, know, we're going to this party. Uh, will you not only buy beer for me, but, like, drive it out to the party, drop it off that you're not even going to stay at, and they right. would do it. That is so wild. Isn't that horrible? I feel terrible what about are, that. What are you guys, like, with, like, in the group of girls, like, were they... They were like, there, there was no connection. They no were connection. like actually older girls than us. And I would have said like, they were in a totally different, uh, like they had no chance with us. I'll say like, I see. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. But so I don't know if they like, but they were like our older coworkers, you know, mm, like we worked at, we worked at the gas station with them huh. and I'm like, was that like, did they just do that? Cause they thought we were cute or I what guess was so. I don't know, because that's when I think about you know, some of my older friends yeah. or counterparts who I got to get me, like, stuff like alcohol or anything. Yeah, how did whatever. we get them to buy us like, beer, dude? Was, I don't think I was that cool or anything. Why are you messing around with a like, kid like that? I know, you but know? they just, like, they would do it. I don't know. That was so weird. And I'm yeah. sure people did it for them before, you know, but when they were younger. like Probably. And it's, like, kind of, it's one of those things where it's... Do you think kids even do this too. stuff anymore? Kind of. I, not I think, as much. Not probably, as much. Yeah. I, I think the other day, I say the other day, but like a few months ago, there was like, uh, actually, no, I was, when I was back in South Carolina, singing out with my buddies and some kids were like kind of walking around, you know, trying to get some alcohol, I think somewhere. And yeah. Like, trying to like buy me a drink. I'm like, trying to score some alcohol, bro. Get out of here, man. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just, it was a different environment. Well, they say now all the kids are on like their phones and like right. they're, they're not doing as much stuff in real life. So it's like, I'm wondering, like, do they still, I bet there's still some that like, yeah, there's, like, let's party, let's drink. You know? Yeah. And I think that's probably what it is. Everyone's attached to their phone. I think we talked about this last time. Probably. Like the phone culture is a big difference because even when right. I was, you know, starting, the, I would have the alcohol or yeah. whatever I was doing and we'd be at a bonfire. Like, we're right. outside engaging with each other. We're just doing I know. Shit. There was actually something about it that was like, I didn't mind it, you know? Like, right. it's like, not that the alcohol is good for you, but like, when you're, I don't know, it was fun. It was a fun period. Like it, it was like a cult. It's a cult cultural. Thing. Yeah, yes, yeah. It's culture. Yeah, because that's so. what you did. Like we would, we uh, my buddy had this uh, some farm on his farmland that his dad owned. They had this uh, 
like cabin, like not a huge cab. It was literally like a fucking, like they took a garage and like lifted it up and then built in underneath it and then turned it into a cabin. You oh, know, that's that. dope. Yeah, it was co- kind of cool. They like basically made a little, you know, they put a little wood burning stove in it. Had a little loft place where people could sleep. Oh yeah. That's so cool. then we would like go out there, and it was right by the uh, on the river, you know. So like that was our spot growing up. Like it was, uh, oh, they called it Lundy's Landing, but then we we always just called it the cabin. We're going out to the cabin this weekend. Party at the cabin. We'd play like, you know. Uh, Awesome. We'd do like that frisbee game. Uh, yeah. What the hell Ultimate is it? Or is it? No, it was the one where you'd like have the PVC poles with a beer bottle on top. We called it Beers Bee, but it was kind of like, dude, I think you put me onto a new game. Oh, I think you would we love Beers Bee. So guess you had to I have a back. drink in your uh, left hand. So you always had to have something in this hand. You couldn't okay. use the left, and you'd have to throw the frisbee. And you're on the same side as your teammate, and you try to knock the beer bottle off their pole. So, like, you'd get a certain amount of points. So, if the bottle hits the ground, it's a point. If the Frisbee hits the bottle, it's a point. And if the Frisbee hits the ground, it's a point. So, if they're throwing at me and they hit the pole and the bottle's falling and my teammate catches the bottle and I catch the Frisbee they threw, they just got zero points. You know what I'm saying? But if the if the frisbee hit the bottle, that's one point because they hit the bottle. But he caught the bottle and I caught the frisbee. They only get one point. But if if it hit the bottle, the bottle hits the ground, and the frisbee hits the ground, they would have got three points. Ooh. So you can see how this gets really fun. And so you're just like holding. And so, you but you can only it. catch the frisbee with your right, and you can only throw it with your right. I and so we get wild. Sometimes you'd go for like a straight shot, like you had the pole and you want to knock the bottle, and you just whip it like straight, and yeah. you try to fucking like. Like hammer it in so it it falls or hit the bottle and then other times you'd fuck with them you'd try to like you'd like wing the frisbee way out to the side and have it kind of and then it would curl in at the end you know you could because you got kind of good at it it was weird we would have literal fucking tournaments and this is even after I quit drinking I would just hold a I I was chewing at the time so I'd have my little spitter so I'd have my dip in it that's a good game because our game is uh, beer ball which is like kind of like, uh, I say a similar setup, but yeah. not really. But you've got, you know, your ping pong or ping well, pong, pong table size, yep, yep. table, beer there, beer there, bo- uh, four beers, yeah. uh, each on each corner, flipped over. Everyone has their own beer. Your buddy has So not ball. beer pong. Not beer pong, different. but beer ball. So what you're got doing it. is like you have two balls on each side. You throw it um, at either one of the opponent's uh, yeah. beers, and if you hit it, um, then your uh, your partner gets to start drinking. Okay. And the way that you get them to stop drinking is the other team has to grab the ball and hit the center of the table. Ah. And so as soon as the ball, if the best scenario is you hit the can, it rolls back, and then you can do some dirty stuff like kick the ball oh, like over there to yeah. make them go run, and you see people just like running and like oh shit, dude. And shit, So to, like, it gets like ball. that too, really complex like little little tricks right. you can do. I don't think it's as intricate as the game that you. I think if I brought that back to uh, you South should Carolina, try Beersby, dude. I'll tell you the Beersby. rules. It's so yeah. easy. Uh, but we would literally have these big tournaments. So we'd have parties with like all these people would show up, and we would like pair off into twos. Yeah. You know, and then you'd be like part of a bracket, basically. Oh, like that's fucking. Awesome. Yeah. And that's kind of how we did beer ball and you know all those games as well. And even after like I quit that. drinking, it was still fun because, like right. I said, like you, it didn't matter. You just had to have something where you couldn't use your left hand. Right. So I'm like, all and right. I think that was uh, where I was getting at was like with beer ball. It's pretty much you're locked in where you have to drink your beer. Like you might be able to tell the guys, all right, I'm putting 
a seltzer right here and like this oh, is yeah, my yeah. seltzer but the other thing is if it falls off you have to grab a new beer yeah so yours you have to almost have the alcohol as part right, of it because yeah, if you yeah, only yeah. brought that one seltzer and you fucked yourself Ooh. then you they're grabbing a beer for you mm-hmm. like you know to start drinking yeah like, you just hey, gotta the drink got, there's the no gotta go but yeah like the drinking is part of the game like, it is like, but at the same time, like what you just described, you just need to have something in your hand. I mean, it's that's, fun, that's dude. Nice. Yeah, be- that Beersby like was pretty dope. Beersby was dope. Um, and you can play that with kids. You know? Oh, you could do it with kids right. if you take the beer element out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, honestly, hell, leave the beer element in. Just give them like a juice. Just give box, them a. You know? Yeah, here's your juice. Like, like I could definitely see that as like a you're good summer. Routine. Messed up on that root beer, aren't you, son? Yeah. Right. Like you could definitely play that with the family. Your dad and grandpa, they've got a beer. The kids got like sodas or root beers. Or That's the shit I do definitely miss about the the small town vibe for sure. Like right. just like stuff like that. You know, yeah, we used to play this other thing called roof ball. So I don't even really know what First it was. First of all, the way you said roof. <laughs> roof, like roof ball. Roof, roof. Roof, yeah, roof ball. Okay. Like the top of a house, like, like with the shingles. Oh, yeah, so yeah, my buddy right. had this house with like a really sloped like pitch of a, a roof. And then we had this deck. And all we would do is we would just like, while we're sitting around like chilling, we would take this little ball and you'd like throw Chuck it. it. Oh, and it I would like roll. Ball. It would like roll on the roof, and then the other guy on the other yeah, side of the porch would catch it. Yeah, like, I do. I do remember. I don't even remember. Ball. There might have been some more rules than that, but because they might have turned it into a game. But yeah, roof ball was the shit. Dude. I don't know if there were ever any rules. I do remember. We'd just be like, eh. Yeah, okay. I used to go to like the other that. guy catch it. Eh. Yeah, but yeah. that was it. We used to play it with like a dodgeball or like uh, those. You know, yeah, yeah. Like those, like, rubber yeah, it was a little dodgeball. It was like a small rubber dodgeball. Yeah, basically. you just like Fucking, sling it up yeah. there with your little six-year-old body. That was the that, shit. Like, oh, man, that was fun. Yeah. We don't, I don't see people doing that. Like, that's what small towns are like, dude. Like, my friends would literally, like, they would just sit chairs out in the driveway and just watch, like, people drive by. Yeah, I mean, like, what are we doing? Oh, we're just gonna go sit and see what's going on in the neighborhood. You know, and it's funny because we don't even have southern accents. I don't know why. I mean, you kind of do. It'll, you guys have country accents. A- Iowa Midwest, has a little bit of a Midwest accent. Yeah, that, those little four corners where we just talked about, like, like mid- if I, Midwest, you guys are the country that just happen to be up north. Right, like right now. So I'm talking like myself. This is what I sound like. Right. If I get like one of my Midwest buddies in here, I could see like. Let, let's see how how would it, the voice change like it's like oh you're going down to the water down yonder eh? oh wait no, hey what's up man you know i don't know there's like a whole like there's there's a it's different it's, it's like a i'm gonna call it country gamer i do the same thing it's a code yeah. switch for sure you don't even know you're doing it you know how language there's right. like they call it code switching is that yeah. what you say yeah yeah, yeah. Code yeah code switching like you do that at work you'll mm-hmm. do it like if you're around I mean, I'm sure you do it if you're around girls you like. You're going to try to speak right. better or, like, yeah. Exactly. And, like, even now, so this is how I talk in a very... Normal yeah, conversational. This is, yeah, my, this is my normal and yeah. actual voice. Yeah, my but podcast think, voice is probably my most normal, like, yeah, whatever voice. And the funny thing is I think that even my friends, this is all how we actually talk. But yes. when we get around each other... For whatever oh, yeah. reason, we all do a yeah. overly southern kind of thing, especially my buddy... Like, he'll be like, 
oh yeah, we're about to go hit some hit some uh, dirt bike hills over in a second, man. And I'm just like, yeah, oh, yeah where y'all going? <laughs> like, yeah, where y'all it's going? Just like, it's like it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. There's no reason we're just amongst each other. It's like we can use our normal. I voices. feel that, dude. It's I totally friends, feel that. Yeah, yeah, we'll still use our normal voice, but we just do it to kind of be funny. I oh yeah, we used to do that to I, kind of be funny too. Like we'd kind of make fun of some like the older generation in the yeah. town, you know? Like we'd be like. Oh yeah, what you doing? And uh, you know, right. like, yeah, yeah, just kind of like, like, cause I mean, some people, the older boys are them, them old boys, you know, them good old boys, yeah. like they're just a bunch, you know, they're small town good old boys, you know, it's like, you just gotta, it, and that's the other thing too. I think that um, we probably we're probably doing it to make fun of them now that you mentioned it. Yeah, in a way, like, it's not like you didn't like them, but you're just like, you know, when you're young, yeah. you're always trying to fight against the older generation. So right. Like, or whether it's fighting against or it's monkey see monkey do because like yeah. at least the way that I'm, I kind of correlate it is a lot of the older people or the older generation in uh, where where I come from they actually do talk with a good amount of oh, slang. And I so, bet. In Greenville, South Carolina, that's relatively city where I am yeah. compared to most parts of South Carolina. Okay. So that's why I guess I have a neutral accent. That's why most of my right. friends I grew up with have a neutral accent. Yes. But we'll throw on the southern accent really to kind of assimilate and converse with the mm-hmm. older generation or the people who... Yeah, it just kind of happens. Right. You know, like, the people who are doing uh, the stuff that you aspire to you know, grow up and be or who dictate your employment at, like in that area. Oh, yeah, that yeah. Trying to assimilate... You, that's I think who we're emulating at times. So like my buddies who've gotten into golf like over these small years because we're still young adults. But yeah. Like we get into investing golf adult things. Adult so stuff. Investing, dude. Start, that's where it's at. Yeah. Right. And we start throwing in the southern you know accent to kind of again emulate the older generation who's already doing. How y'all stuff. doing, sir? Good right. to meet you. That is exactly how. You know, yeah. No, I know, yeah, like, yeah, there is, there's, like, that good old boys thing, like, you're, I don't know, yeah, like, we, uh, we actually just had a, uh, a, one of our family friends passed away from home, and it's pretty sad for the whole community, um, because it was one of those people, like, beloved in the community, right. you know. I mean, because you guys, at least in the Midwest, it's a, is it, do you guys have villages? Well, you know, it's, like, like, small towns, so it's, like, okay, you get, so like, so my town was a very small town, and then there's even smaller towns surrounding, and then there's some bigger towns, and then maybe an hour away, there's really bigger towns. Right. And then maybe three hours away, there's like Des Moines, a really, really big town, you know? Right. But but it's crazy, dude, like seeing his send-off because he was so beloved. So like, oh. also, you know, I mean, so it's been hitting us all hard this week. Right. Just really hard, you know, like texting with my friends and family back home. But, um, dude, he was like a, a power lineman, you know? So like... They had all the fucking, like, trucks lined up outside the church with, like, the big fucking cranes, like, like, hanging American flag, and then they had his big-ass fucking, like, uh, REC truck, which is, like, the company he worked for, you know, parked in front, and I'm like, whoa, like, you can tell, like, that's one thing about small town, dude, like, you know how we, like, fixate on all these famous people all the time, and, like, you know, like, 2020, oh, my God, another famous person passed away, oh, my God, right. and it's, like, you don't even know these people, actually, like, it's, I'm not trying to right. say it's not sad, like, we do, yeah. we look up to these people, we're inspired by them, so it hits us when they pass, but right. when you see, like, the impact of a person who actually you knew in real life right. Your pass away, it's so much, Joe, yeah. and seeing the impact that oh, on that whole had, community, because you know? it was like, there's probably not one person in that community that would have one bad thing to say about the guy, right. you know, like, he was one of those, like, 
just really good lights, you know, like bright light of a person. Like he was always like, I don't know. He had, he had a funny way about him of just like making people feel good, you know, like, yeah, yeah. And he he had like three sons, so you know, imagine that, and they're all kind of wild because like you know you got yeah. three boys, so it's like, That's a bit so we just always remember like he'd always be like just like he'd like whistle for him to come home. He had this loud ass whistle, he'd be like God damn it, boys, you know. <laughs> and he'd just be like, he was one of those dudes like you'd always hear him like, yeah, you just God hear, damn it, you know. Trying to corral his yeah, you know, trying to corral him. Get over here. His face would turn all red, you know. Like <laughs> I don't know, he was just such a funny, just a good dude, you know, like. And yeah, that's that's what I would say I do like like when I was in the Midwest, you know, mm-hmm. spending some time there, like I did enjoy that country or that, oh, country, yeah. that small town mindset or like that community so Totally you know, dude. That Everybody you get away from once you're in a bigger city. And yeah. you know, when I was in Thailand it's kind of even within the bigger city I still feel like it's different than here right. because even though and I'm sure like I, I don't live there so I don't really know this, I'm sure there are some or like oh yeah i'm sure together but i will say generally speaking everyone kind of looks out for each other is how i felt that's that's a little different than here i would say yeah yeah keep in mind i was only there for three weeks so i'm gonna have to go and do another trip and actually but i will say like because when i got there and when i stayed at the gym that i was um training at they treated me like super awesome. Like yeah. I feel like I, I still talk to uh, one of the trainers. And right. You made some good connections. Yeah, a lot of good connections and like those people who you know I met at the gym. Like they genuinely made me feel like I was part of their family. Um, Hell and yeah. That was on day one. Right. So there is an overall uh, I think cultural sense of taking care of each other, and so I liken that to the sense of community that you just right right and it's such a nice thing and so in our bigger cities we don't really i think that's actually what people are missing the most because like i'm trying to i try to do that like when i'm personal training like i don't know try to get people some sense of like community within that like workout group of people you know because i think it's something that in like bigger cities is like lacking and i think it might be a big part of like what leads to like the depression and the You know, I think there's like a loneliness thing, and I think the phones probably add to it a little it bit. It does. I was about to ask, do you ever, aside from the fact that you have to like promote your business, do you ever just be like, okay, no phones? Or you know you what, dude? To... I'm like addicted to my phone, I so know, I cannot even imagine to. life without it. But like, I do think because I grew up in an era before phones, it gives me a little bit better ability to understand what it is. So like, because I think of social media like, it's a performance. It's not real. Yeah. You know, so everybody, it's performative art in a sense. So, like, yes. we're putting our ideal version of ourselves or how we want to present ourselves to the world. So, I don't even look at it as really real. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, so to me, it's just like, I don't hate on it because I'm like, well, it's just a person exactly. kind of being their highlights of their life. Right. They're highlighting their life. And yeah, that can be a little negative because, like, you know, there's certain implications that that brings, like, you know, you get like people posting nothing but like thirst traps and stuff. And then right. you meet somebody in the real world and you want to have a real relationship. And it's like, well, can you give up that fucking uh, dopamine kick of posting right. these things and getting all these it's, people to like you? Yeah, like so you like now I have a real like, person in my real life. Like, am I going to, well, I don't want to give up my fucking dopamine kick. I want right. to post my fucking selfie and get all that fucking validation. Yeah, and you know, yeah, like that's a, pretty good way of describing it i mean because i'll put it in the context of like you know i've definitely had that conversation before with some people i'm like people yeah. 
Oh, if you're yeah, seeing a girl, like imagine that. What if your girl's like right. posting her butt every day or on Instagram? Like, are you gonna be happy with that? Yeah, Probably it's not. Like, oh, it's like I'm the only person you should be really worried about. But at yeah. the same time, like you mentioned, it's like it, uh, there is an addiction to. But then, what if also you built a right? business out of it? Right. You know, like if you like have your whole thing is like right. So your sponsorships and all, you know. And, and I will it's say, like, if I like met someone who was already in that industry, and I, I went into that knowing. Right, I would say like you'd have to be supportive and and be like, hey, well, this is what I'm getting into. So, but yeah, I think that so just like all that and then the the lack of community. So I think it's weird because like there's part of big city where it's it is kind of nice to like have like privacy, and not everybody's in your business and like you know when you're in a small town, shit, everybody knows everybody's dirt, everybody knows everybody like. I heard so and so are fighting again. You know, they had to call the cops. And that's like, the other thing. You guys like yeah. in those smaller communities. You guys will scrap. Like, they, oh they my were, god, like, dude. The, Everybody know. Like people think you, pe- people think somebody doesn't know stuff about them. They fucking know. Yeah, no, you know everyone like, knows everything about someone, and they're always like. That makes the confrontations between people oh, that yeah. much more. Oh, when they get because when they get mad, they'll start throwing out like fucking. Oh yeah, what well, you fucking right. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh shit, that's the thing we don't talk about. But exactly. like, when somebody gets mad, that's when they're gonna throw out the real shit, you know? Yeah. Like, and when and I then see, they'll apologize. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, you know. it just it blew my mind to see that. I'm just like, whoa, how are you guys like talking? Don't you? Can't oh, you dude, guys they'll just fight love in a bar. Other? They'll fight in a bar, say the worst shit they've ever said to each other, and then they'll be friends again in the week. Exactly. After. I'm just like, what the heck? Well, and you got to think about that too. Then you get people cheating on each other. You get all like, there'll be people where like, you know, you don't know like. You know, and your parents don't tell you that stuff, you know? Right. So it's like, so-and-so cheated on so-and-so back in whatever. Like, we don't know. Like, It's like, oh, man, that's crazy. I guess that happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you just don't it's know. Like, but what like do small. I do with that? So I guess my point is, like, I think there is a, a thing we kind of like about the city, the buzz, the excitement. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want anything, it's like a drive away. Like, you can get what, yeah. what do you want, dude? What do you want? What's your fucking drug of choice? You can probably find it, yeah, you know, exactly. like. Or anything, but uh, then I think we're missing the the community part. So it's like, Definitely. there's like, ah, you know, you like, you say you want that privacy, but then, you know, I don't it's know. Like, do you, you really? Do it feels you, better when you have like right. people that love you and you like. You want the privacy when you want it, but, and then you want, right. like, you want what you want when you want it, essentially. It was funny. I saw this meme where this dude was like, He's like, alcohol is pretty cool. And he's like sitting at the bar and gets a beer. And it's like, it's a cartoon. And he's like, you know what else is cool though? Being unconditionally loved. (laughs) But I don't know what that feels like. Give me another beer. And he's like, I'm like, shit, that's so dark. Yeah, it was dark. It's like, (laughs) he's like, but I've never felt that in my life. Give me another beer. (laughs) And I think even here, like um, in... Like Seattle specifically, right? I mean, we have a large Asian population here, but we actually have like a bunch of different groups, and you'll find that um, amongst those different ethnic groups in mm-hmm. our area, they have a sense of oh, much more, yeah. And they yeah. Um, bring that mentality of like looking out for each other, yes. Uh, because um, especially like uh, like Filipino people, like, I think they that don't too. really know each other, but like if you just like see another Filipino right. person, that is like your brother or like your cousin yeah like you will oh they're way different about that stuff a lot of people are like a lot of different cultures are much better i mean they'll live together in houses like whole families like generations and like you think about that like could you do that it's like actually your life would probably be better yeah like it's better for everybody i mean you 
get everyone takes care of each other right. and just have a big like grandma never goes right to there. the nursing home she's just in the back room we you got her here yeah all the time if you have children you know yeah you know, well that's like uh, the one you know everybody hates andrew tate but uh he does have this saying about uh you know if people here would like band together and share incomes you know instead of like all having their own place like you get a group of people all together you trust and you treat it like a family unit right now you all go out and get jobs you pool the money together now you have like resources you could like and then you could like have a couple of you focused on how do we build the next thing so like you got some people working regular jobs to bring in an income then you got some people like Fit, yeah, building a new business and then eventually they all can go to the business because but because you know when you're working you can't you don't have a lot of time to start the next thing right. but if you were together in a group or a family you know you got one person covering this one per- so it is weird like the, the whole unit family unit thing like here we're just like everybody's on their own you have your own apartment your own like you know like i have this right. whole place to yeah, myself it's like it's weird it's like i don't know there is something to be said i think with other cultures the way they band together mm-hmm. and like save money and like work together and then well it's even like the Seven Eleven guys we're talking about they're br- yeah. like they're probably brothers the one you know like the probably, ones i'm thinking yeah. of yeah yeah or at least they work together really well honestly i didn't even think of that but yeah. it's very possible like yeah a lot of like it could be a family run you know right. business and right. again that's what i noticed like in thailand every like businesses are run as a family family close friends and yeah. and um you guys live with, like the people who I trained with. They live at the camp, uh, at the Muay Thai camp, and like they're oh, children. so their business like, is where they. I mean, they live. Their right. business is and their it life. Is a camp too, because the fighters also live there too. Yeah. So if I go back, I'll probably try to like stay there too. They have like rooms. And try stuff. to have it do it's, like a camp. It's yeah. almost, it's like a summer camp, honestly. It kind of is. Right. And um, so when I use the word camp, like it is actually camp. It's a camp. Yeah. And um, so yeah, the head coach lives there. His sons lives there. His wife lives there. You know, yeah. there's kids running around. Your business. Business is your life. Your life right. is your business. That, you know, like, that is absolutely true. Right. Like their business is the life, and um, and I'm not saying that they probably don't want to have like nice things or what. And uh, to them, and even to me, when I was over there, that is nice living. Like I right. honestly didn't feel a need for or a want for more. Well, I think um, the most valuable thing is like health. Right. So you're already in a thing where you're using your body, and then if you can eat healthy on top of it, like. I feel like if you have that, like the ability to use your body and like physical health, like, and then you have like, make just enough to like, have that. I mean, what else right. do you really want? You exactly. Know, like, I mean, they I mean, are, I know what we want. We always want more and more and well, more. Well, and we, we want more because, or I think it's, we want what we, we perceive, we perceive that we want more probably because of uh-huh. what's in our surroundings right yep so like you we want to chase TV. something yeah like we have a lot of movies and like tv and stuff where it makes you want that are shit. chasing you yeah. know having nice cars all this stuff and so you internalize that oh, and you dude. want to have it and i'm not saying they don't have you know that type of media as well but i think there's an overwhelming sense um of uh, I'll say presence of their culture that they yep, have over yep. there that's ingrained of like hey this is just what we do and like we make the most of it and enjoy it and it also could be backed by their faith in you know Buddhism and you know Islam as well yeah it could be backed by their strong devotion to those things as well I do um, think that gives a good stru- like I've been you know we grew up over here very secular very like atheist very like like I grew up in a Catholic Christian religion but I think this year was like the first time I went to church and like, cause I went home for Christmas. Yeah. 
And it was weird. I haven't been to church in like, God, I don't know how many years, dude. But I think I think uh, what religion does is it's a nice framework for like. It is. You know, it gives you like a, a purpose, a meaning, and I think it can be a good thing. I think like obviously we have religious wars going on right now so we can see the dark side of it as well but like i'm not the most religious person but i have like some sense of something in the universe same right? same and, like i'm not a non-believer like right. especially after i took mushrooms dude i'm like there's definitely a god right. like, there's definitely like, <laughs> after i took those i'm like no way there's <laughs> definitely something going on here right there there's like some kind yeah. of creation um, yes point for sure. I always say it's like whatever That's, you want to call it, God, the right. universe, like, you know, like. That is your, yeah, your creator, that is God, and like, yes. from there, that's right, and I don't know how this is going to turn over your podcast, but I mean, like, yeah, for uh, religion and stuff, I mean, that, like you mentioned, I, you, I like the word framework. It's a good and framework. And it's a good yeah, framework yeah. because ultimately, as people, at least I feel, we're all just trying to do a simple, uh, one simple thing, and that is honestly survive and survive the way we best know how to and enjoy, yeah. right? And so the and best way to do, I say do that, is come up with constructs so that we don't infringe on each other's survival. Right. And so like religion, So basically framework to be a decent person is what, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And so religion, for example, you notice that we always, or each religion has core principles of how to guide your life. Right. And one of, all of them pretty much will say like, don't take another person's life. Right. You know, Thou shalt not kill. How you want to be treated. And like, like don't steal. Treated. Don't kill. Um, yeah, treat people how you want to be treated, basically. Right. And so, like you said, it's a framework of uh, how to be a decent person and so that we can all just, you know. At its best, it's that. Yep. And hopefully live a very good, decent life and potentially be rewarded. In the yeah, I kind of dig that, dude. Yeah, you I know? dig that. Like, I have one, uh, one of my clients. She goes to church every Sunday, and I'm always like man, maybe I should just go and right. see what it's like. You there know? was a moment where, because I've been like this for a while in my thinking, but um, there was someone I dated and I would go to church, you know, with them for a while. And yeah. even though it's not like this is a religion that I subscribe to, or it's not that the religion I don't subscribe to, it's not something I do regularly but, yeah, in yeah, church, yeah. but even being in that room and just hearing the story, and like there are lessons the presence of, of the people yeah, yeah and yeah. then you can connect within your inner self and meditate use that time to do whatever you know you feel or meditate or inward it's also so, a, they're a community right. so it's another loving That's supportive true. community hopefully you know like. exactly and so you know all those things like regardless of whether you or at least me personally or else of whether you subscribe to the religion or not, as long as it's not offensive to, you know, the people right. there, you know, I don't see a problem with being maybe not so religious, but still attending church service. Because yeah. you can always find something. Right. Cause I don't want to like, uh, I, I was always like, I don't want to like, you know, go infringe on someone's space where it's something I'm not, right. but it's like, if it's not like I'm saying I don't believe it, but it, you know, like, I don't know. It's, it's just something that's interesting to me right. lately. Cause you know, it's like um, as you go through life, you get like certain realizations of like, you know, if you're, you're always trying to be a healthy guy. So like you realize certain things are just like not good for me, mm -hmm. even stuff like dopamine, like being on my phone too long or scrolling or porn or whatever, you know, yeah. like. And so then you start realizing like, oh, there are certain like, you know, that framework of like, it's not like you want to say good and evil because, you know, that's subjective or whatever. Right. But it's like there are certain things that you do that make you feel good. 
and make you feel aligned. And there's other things when you do it, you feel like shitty afterwards. Right. You know, like there's it's like that's how you know something's like a good or bad thing for you. Right. Is like how you how your nervous system feels afterwards, or how you, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, there's always consequence for whether it's good or bad. There's consequence or some outcome to whatever your action is going to be. That's the way right. at least like I try to. That's what I do, and then I try to, like, if something, oh, I realize that makes me feel good. Um, so, like, doing what I say I'm going to do, that makes me feel good. If mm-hmm. I say I'm going to do this and I do it, if I say I'm going to do it and then I fail to do it, I start feeling shitty. Right. It's like, so, like, ah. little things like that is kind of like my own, like, religion, you know, like, yep. little little tools in life. Like, like discipline is one thing. Um, mm-hmm. I always say, like... It's a you write contracts with yourself and then you keep them and that is your way to get more confident. Yep. If you write contracts with yourself, say I'm gonna do this thing, and then you always do it, you start showing yourself like, man, I keep showing up for myself. Right now you're confident in your ability to do that. If you keep like telling yourself you're gonna do stuff and you slough it off and you don't do it, you start feeling like, dude, I never fucking show up for myself. I'm not. You lose just, your confidence. You kind of just um, so you got to keep open, these contracts to yourself. Yeah, you got to open something for my brain right now. At least in understanding people who might. Um, I mean, I can't speak for other people, but if yeah. there is a way in which I was it, for myself, if I was ever feeling a certain way or insecure about like my being or whatnot, those insecurities probably stem from I want to be a different way. Yeah. But ultimately, I do have the mentality as well that the only person who can really get you to do what you want to do is yourself. Yourself, And yes. so ultimately, if I'm not in that position or doing what it is that I'm aspiring to do, it's because I've written a contract for myself that I didn't show up to. Right, um, and that's how you lose confidence because you're like, right. shit, I fucking failed myself. Right, I failed myself. The more you like, don't do fail yourself, to... the more confident you feel in yourself because you're like, man, right. every time I fucking tell myself I'm going to do something, I do it. And, you know, I think probably the most unhappy people are people with high ambition but they don't do anything they don't take action so people with low ambition they they're like probably can be pretty happy because they're like well i don't really want to do anything and then i didn't i didn't do anything so i don't feel bad about myself because i didn't want to do anything right you know what are you talking about like i just want to fucking watch netflix and hang there's people that are totally happy with just that the most unhappy people are people that have like high ambition so they want to do all this, like I'm gonna fucking do this, I'm gonna right. be this, but then they never put in the work. Those are the most unhappy people. High ambition, but don't ever put in the work. Right. So like, if you have high ambition, you just there's so much you require of yourself. If you don't do it, you're gonna feel like shit. There is, and I think that taps into a conversation of goal setting as well, because um, yeah. so p- paired with your level of ambition, right. There is also the conversation of goal setting because you, let's say you have high ambition. I say I'm gonna have, be a trillionaire next year. Oh That's yeah, very ambitious. That's pretty That's ambitious. That's pretty ambitious. Yeah. And I, as far as goal setting goes, well, well, maybe I should push that timeline. Yeah. You know, out well, a little bit. you're talking about realistic right. expectations for goals. Like, so, like, set a realistic goal. I do believe, like, I could become a trillionaire. I think anybody yes. really could. Now, the amount of work it's gonna take for that individual. Yeah. That's where things Most people are never going to put in that amount of work. Right. And for me specifically, I know that it takes me longer to read things. Like yep, yep. for someone who maybe has an eidetic memory, they can be a, they can actually be a trillionaire yeah. here. But as far as goal setting for like the individual, like even though I have this very ambitious goal and I'm trying to shoot for it, I have to set realistic goals along the way so right. that I don't accidentally deter myself from 
Yes, yes. Realistic goals are better. I mean, obviously, I always think there's like, I probably even shared some shit on my story about this. Like, like there are times where you know what you're capable of and you'll say your goal or your dream and people will think you're fucking crazy. And you never want to listen to those people because, but I think that is why it's important to actually have realistic goals like right but sometimes your goals might sound unrealistic to other people exactly. but you know because you've done things like that before right. or like you just know you're capable of it exactly and so it sounds crazy to them but it's to you it's like it's not crazy i just have right. to put in the work and i think if people do that like i, I i'm a real big believer in like if you really want something like you will get it you if you work it for it yep. i do think that like people don't like to hear that because they want to pretend like somebody else held them back or it's some other reason why they weren't able to get what they want. And that's why I never accept that excuse from like getting what oh. I talk to. And like people will call me crass for that. And, yeah. but most of the people in my circle that I speak to like you and, um, even my closest friends, they understand that, which is why we're still, well, they're more high people. ambitious people probably. Right. They have we're similar. all relatively on the same level. And whether your, whatever your ambition is, we all understand too, is that, um, we hold ourselves right uh, for everything that we do yeah they always say like if you want to know who your real friends are you make a healthy positive change and if their people are happy for you those are your real friends right. if they're not happy for you they were never actually your friend they're like right. like you know say you make a change and it's going to mean you're spending less time with them and then they're unhappy whoa no I don't but mm-hmm. if they're your real friend they'll be like whoa you quit that you like you quit uh doing this and you're doing this new healthy thing good for you keep going you know like and that is the thing that I think even you've probably found as well as like as I've been training super hard and it eats up a lot of my time and stuff I found that all my friends are pretty much still there right Um, you want to hear like the dopest uh saying one of my clients sent me this hit me with it I don't know some I I do like having all these clients because like man it's so fun watching people like grow grow as people or like you'll see how they see you you know like um This is like a powerful one. It was, um, let's see. Yeah, watching people grow. Yeah, so she says, uh, sent this uh, meme. It's a, or whatever, text thing. Mm -hmm. It probably has the, uh, I don't know. It doesn't actually have who who said it, but it says, a common trait I've noticed in the most successful people, they'll tell you no without a second thought if what you're asking them to do doesn't align with where they want to go in life. Yes. So like, it's like, if this isn't actually going to help me with my dream, like, Hey, like, cause I'll have it like, you know, and maybe this is dumb because you know, like you should like enjoy life and have fun sometimes. But like, even like stuff like Nick, like there's this concert. Do you want to go? And it's like, that doesn't help me grow my personal training business, my podcast. It's weird. Like I could see like, okay, take a minute. And, you know, I did go to a concert with my buddy, but right. like, it's like, for the most part, it's just like, no, like, right. I don't, it's, act, it's like, do I, I, because... that's not going to help me get to where I want to be. Right. So if it's not, then it's not anything I want to do. Right. Like going home for Christmas. That's different. That's, I got to go see my family. I love my family. Well, that's more important. Like, family is the most important thing. Even going to the concert though. I mean, like you pick and choose your times where you know your body needs to relax and do stuff. Right. So that does fall into the alignment. Like that could be your recovery time. Yeah. Right. For me, it's always hard to get there. But though. Like, saying that quote, at least the way I interpreted it is, you know, successful people are okay with saying no. No. And no is a superpower. Saying, saying no 
when I discovered that superpower, oh, it fe- I felt like a new man. Yeah, and I, I remember exactly when I discovered it. I was um, actually I, w- I was in college, and I felt like I was doing all this stuff to be where I was trying to go and doing it. I couldn't quite tell if it was because my parents wanted me to be that, or if you actually if I wanted to do it. Yeah. I felt like I was a very giving person. I was always saying yes. I felt really, and I genuinely felt good being there for like everybody and trying to spread my time um, between everyone. Right. But there is truth in being able to. There's um. Well, it's like people pleasing no. a little bit, right? right. Like it's people pleasing. But at the same time, it was people-pleasing to the point where it was uh, taken away from myself. Right. And so learning to say no wasn't to be mean, but it's so that I can invest time for myself. It's like it's like if your friend was like, hey, do you want to go for a run? Or do you want – like something that has to do with Muay Thai? Or do you want to – you'd be like, yeah, because right. that actually helps you with your goal. Right. And there are times where I'll still say no, even if it's yeah. related to something. I'm, well, if it aligns with the goal and – But maybe you just need – you have time. You need something you have to do or like, yeah, right. yeah. I just think no is really good because, like, we get stretched out too thin. And it's like, how does this actually benefit me? Like, some of my friends wanted me to go, like, caucus the other day. And I was like, you know, I'd like to. Caucus. 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 Yeah. (laughs) No, but uh, I was like, you know, but I would have to cancel my morning clients. And to me, my business is more important to me than that like i'm like i can always vote later i'll vote yep. you know like I, i'm i yeah i'd love to but i gotta put this ahead of that you know this right. is more important to me so yeah. here um if you love supporting the podcast and if you it, or the subscription subscription program yes. and if you really want to do uh you know this guy a service make sure you listen to what he's sponsored with take advantage of discounts you know Manscaped. if you look at manscape.com 20% off code with the code Nikki Nikki fit, fit yeah, yeah. you know why not why not do yourself a, a, a service and clean up and downstairs do your balls a service dude man. you do not want to be looking unkept you're for your talking partner. about like hey guys quit fucking watching porn actually go out and find a real woman so to start with that order a manscaped lawnmower 4.0 and shave them balls up so i i love the i love the lawnmower dude she's going to like you know, pull it out and it's going to be all hairy and gross. She's going to be like, what the fuck? She's like, what you the fuck is this? clean that shit up, dude. If they clean up, you should clean up. You got it. You know what? It's the law. Well, yeah, and you want them to clean up, so you better fucking clean up too, Yes, bro. Be, be presentable, men. Be presentable, man, out there. We love it, dude. That is, excuse me. Yeah, saying no, super big superpower. Um, it's a superpower. Yeah, and when I discovered it, like I was on the phone with my parents and I was like, I basically, it wasn't like a screaming match. It was like me just living out that many years of my existence, basically not understanding like, oh, I'm an adult and I can make decisions for myself. Yeah, and you I don't even know you like, can do I it. Know, is I, this, could, I didn't know I was allowed to like, say the word no. Is this okay? Right. It's like, <laughs> I, I was basically this? trying to tell them like, I need to start saying Boundaries. No. That's right. what like boundaries. a therapist would call it boundaries. Right. You know, like having healthy boundaries. It was a boundary setting thing. And from that day is when I started it's empowering yourself. dude it's you're empowering right. you realize like you are the one taking care of yourself like exactly. you are the one that's kind of i always like that the the i've been saying this a lot lately the whole like adulting thing like mm-hmm. i'm trying to reframe like being an adult is a good thing it is like i'm like we all because like i get it what it means it means like i was trying to talk to somebody about it like it doesn't mean i think people should lose like their sense of childhood wonder or like become old and bitter because I think that also sucks, you know, like, so keep that excitement about life. Like 
like you know, like I still love Legos. I'll play the fucking oh, Legos right now. I'll build together some Legos the other But day. like the idea, this idea we have in America or whatever, just culture right now, we're like. I don't ever want to grow up. I never want to be. It means basically like you don't ever want responsibility. And right. it's like, I'm sorry, but that's someday you're going to have to have, gonna take have your own responsibility for yourself. Right. Stop expecting other people to take care of you. You yes, know what I mean? Right. Like, so to me, the idea of being an adult should be empowering to you. Like I'm right. in control of myself. And I think boundaries and saying no are like one part of that. It is. You it, know? Absolutely. Because um, those boundaries are going to help framework for how you take care of yourself and yeah. what you allow into your life and you teach involved. people how what's okay how to treat you right and i hope that inherently that's why um i come off as crass sometimes around certain people like i do not yeah. hesitate to say like no i do not hesitate to say like i don't like that and i try my best to not sound like an ass when yeah I but you it, know so you know? but at the same time there's a certain way that i can only say certain things in a very certain way there are only a thousand yeah. A finite amount of ways to say something. Well, and you know, the other thing is, like, at some point, uh, this is the other one. So, like, you know, saying no is a superpower. Um, And this is from, I think, uh, I listen to this dude, Chris Willicks, I think. I I don't remember how to say his last name, but has a podcast. And he had this one uh, uh, subject where he was talking about uh, the ability to be okay with other people disliking or hating you is yes, a superpower. That is and I'm like, cause that comes along with the no thing. Like you're saying, like, I'm trying to think of good, nice ways to say it at some point. It really isn't your responsibility to find a nice right. way to say it. It's just it's, like, no, it's like, this is the correct. English, there was another one. It was like, just say disagree. If, it was like, if the answer isn't, uh, what is it? If the answer isn't like, fuck yes, then it's a no right. or hell yeah. I can't remember if it was like, but it was basically like saying if there's something in your life where it doesn't make you excited, then the answer is actually no. Like if you're trying to decide something and you aren't like, fuck, yes, let's go, then it the answer is really actually no. no. You're just doing it because you're trying to make somebody else happy. Basically. It's kind of like what I said earlier about our language being complicated yeah. and like over there using the word need or want. It's like very – not binary, but like because they have a, a more limited uh, set of words to use, well, I kinda it's, like very, it. it's very direct in terms of like – how they speak yeah and so it's if it's not yes it's no but here in, well i kind of like that because that would take right. like that would mean like if i want something it's just as imperative that i have it as it is for me to eat or breathe right exactly. so it's kind of cool because it means like i desire this thing and they don't really differentiate between a desire or a need right and which so- is kind of cool because it's like Hey, I'm gonna get my fucking bag, you know. Right. Like, and someone could say like yes or no if it's like a request, and well, then yeah. like I think that's where the idea of being or being okay with like a disagreement or like a, a negatory right. response is kind of just like okay, because that's like the way their uh, language is constructed. Right. Versus here, we have a thousand different ways to say maybe no, and oh, I'm sure, maybe like, is like a no. Right? And I'm <laughs> sure like, like they probably have that, and I just don't understand the language. Yeah. Well enough to really, you know, understand it. But um, yeah, like here, like you said, if it's not yes, it's no, truly. But here we're kind of like, mm, is that? Yeah, no? you always like don't want to hurt like, people's feelings. Right. Like, hey, you want to? Uh, yeah, maybe. You know, sure, I'll let you know. But yeah. really, inside you're like, fuck, no, I ain't doing that shit. Yeah, I don't think in Thailand. They but like, you couldn't say that because like that would yeah. just like hurt that person's feelings. Like. You really want to be like, fuck, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, Are you serious? What a waste really of my fucking time. But, yeah, that is an absolute superpower. And also paired with 
Um, even despite we say being aware of people's feelings is not well, right, and I think we should still have empathy and still right. show uh, kindness and love, but that uh, is equal. You got to take care of yourself. You can't, you really aren't being kind if you're not putting yourself, you know, taking care of yourself first. Right. So and also at the same time, yeah, but taking care of yourself so you can take care of others. Right. You're, you're going to be pouring from an empty cup, basically. That's what yeah. they say. It's like, yeah, I don't mean be selfish because I actually think you, I think the best way to help yourself is to help others. You know what I mean? Like you get... You know, I, th- I thought we just said the other way around. Well, but at the same time, like, but I don't mean at the expense of yourself. I mean, right. like, like, yeah, like you, yeah. I mean, it's it is like a. There's a juxtaposition. It's kind of a paradox. Here, yeah, yeah. But I see what you're saying. They're both kind of true. Well, you way. help you. You feel good when you help other people. So right. it's like, it's really you're helping yourself by helping other people. Exactly. But but I'm saying like. Not in a way that's like people pleasing or like putting their needs right. ahead of yours, as far as like taking. Because if you're healthy, you're gonna have boundaries, and then you're gonna be able to actually, like you said, take care of the people you love better. Exactly. So. So like yeah, I think that's a there's a funny duality there. Like you um, can't take care of anyone if you can't take care of yourself. Yes. But also taking care of other people helps you take care of yourself. Yeah, it is like weird. It's, it's really yeah. funny when you think about it. It's just you have to. There's an ebb and flow for when you do certain things. Like right. there, are mo- like I'm never always have my cup, you know, full. You know, like right. there are times when my cup is down. Well, say you're full. always trying to like please other people. Yeah. And so you're always doing what other people want. Uh, you know, eventually there's gonna be a weird bitterness or resentment in you, and then yeah. you're not even gonna be a fun person to be around. So it's like, are you really helping them? Because exactly. like, you know, now you're like a miserable person. You're bitter. You're you're like saying cynical shit all the time yep. and it's like so is it really helpful or could you exactly. if you just stood up for yourself have those boundaries take care of yourself you're going to be happier and then the people you interact with will be better off because of it you know and like, that's where the superpower of saying no or yeah. setting boundaries comes into places when you are when your cup is empty the cup runneth over the, yeah you have to have the ability to say no not in this not to be a dick, really yeah. Is to say like, hey, my cup is empty. It's not that I don't want to right. more. Right. If I could help you out, I would right now. But, but I, I just, I really don't have any more resources to expend. You need right. to give me time to build my resources again so I can do that. Yeah, well, that's even like a sense of like recharging or whatever, right? right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because when, when your resources are high, you're happy to help other people. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's why like honestly, like rich people donate the most money. You know, it's like, yep. well, they get a tax write-off probably too, but. You know, like I mean, you know what still, I mean. Like, still, they feel like, good about doing it. If I made a lot more money, I wouldn't think twice about giving it. You know, no, to and it does make you feel good. It and makes it, me feel good in the sense that I really do feel like by doing that, because money, unfortunately, is a resource that we need. It's it's a necessity. We need it. Here. We need it, and other people need it. And mm-hmm. I honestly feel like people we work at our best when we work together. So if yes. I'm giving mutual no, beneficial stuff, yeah, 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 right. So if I have an absorbent amount of money that, like, I'm gonna spend the rest of my life trying to figure out how to spend, yeah, I'm gonna give it away and give oh, it yeah. to people or put it in places where I think it could benefit others because ultimately that's just gonna further us as people. Right, you know? like you—that's community thinking instead of just right. self thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you want to enrich the whole community, not just yourself. Right. Yeah. I mean, and there are people who will do it just because either tax write off or 
just looks good for people. But even so, it doesn't even matter because it's still a good thing. A good good act is a good act no matter how, what the reason behind it was. And that's that's another thing. You have to learn to stop trying to really think about what is everyone's motivation or reason for doing everything. It's kind of like, well, you're trying to be successful or a good way of. uh, He did it just to look good. Right. You're like, yes, look at what other people do, emulate what you think as well, but don't try to fixate or obsess over what someone else is doing at the same time. Well, that's like the, what is it, the, uh, you know, comparison is the thief of joy thing. Like I've never heard that, but I like it. Yeah, yeah they say if you compare yourself. Which, like, to me, I actually like, um, you know, people use that in, like, the fitness thing. Like, oh, yeah. don't compare yourself to all these fitness influencers and stuff, but, like. Yeah, because when you start. For me, I actually like to have, like, all the best physiques on my phone following. Because, like, to me, I actually just get motivated. By right. It. I see it, and I'm like, damn, they're working hard. I want to work hard. Well, it takes a, it takes a different, uh, a specific type of person, and they have to be at a very specific point to right. be, to look at it that way. Because I can very much see, like, you have, I know my first day of me working out however many years ago, I'm, like, the skinny little kid. Right. And, like, big dude is on the bench yeah. right next to me, and I'm like, Man, I'm, I'm never gonna, gonna look there, like right? that. Yeah, and yeah, try, yeah, and you're you doing it every day, and like you know, gains. Yeah, you've got them, but like it takes time to reach that point. Right. But it's not until you do it for a little bit and you start becoming comfortable. And ultimately, again, this goes back to being comfortable with yourself. It's not yes. until you become more comfortable and accepting of yourself and where you are in right. your journey that you can actually look at those other. things. It's tough, right? So right. like you'll see, I'll see somebody with a physique like I know I could never get just right. genetically. But I'll still be like, man, good for that's them. Awesome. That's awesome. Right. You know, that, like, that but it takes a while to get there. I think people like be the. It's a jealousy. It's like that little right. green, green envy. It's jealousy because it's not you haven't oh, quite found acceptance that. in your situation. Yeah, right. right. Like I've always wanted to have bigger calves. For yeah. example, I have higher set calf muscles. I see like my calves oh, are shit. Great. Right, but um, I learned to accept that these calves can do things that other people can't do. Like, I'm pretty fast, or like I used to be. Right, no, I'm still pretty decent. Like, I do Muay Thai. They're pretty strong legs. They, you know, despite how they look, like these are functional and perfect for me. Right, and after I accepted that, so you stopped using the comparison. You started to preach. So what you basically did was. Uh, practice gratitude for the gifts you do have exactly. and that's like the antidote to like jealousy and hatred and mm-hmm. bitterness is gratitude you know like that's cheesy as it sounds like yeah. what am i think you know like i said we just had that that uh uh friend of ours pass away in the mm-hmm. community and it's like you start appreciating like you know i'm alive like i'm i'm alive you know somebody else is yeah. not alive and now i'm alive like what am i going to do with it yeah, what am I going to do with it? I, you know, could I like, to me, it's like, if you're alive, especially here in America where stuff's so easy, like even if you're poor, it's like, yeah, yeah, life's hard if you're poor, but is it really hard? Like, Comparatively are you like, out, are like you trying to outrun else. a fucking lion that's trying right. to bite your jugular? Cause otherwise that's not really hard. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like, it's like right. you know, like <laughs> you that comparison, right? Yeah, so I'm like, that's the gratitude of like what I do have and what I can, what I'm capable of, you know, like, I don't know. So it's like, and then like you say, like all my calves are small, but it's like, oh, there's a dude in a wheelchair. Exactly. You know, it's like that, shit. That too, whatever I'm thinking Fuck, about at least legs, I can I'm like, like use my calves. Walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, my buddy, like a bed, um, he's had. How's he ankle. doing? 
his ankle. Is he bad. still fucked? That's he I feel like that's been years bad. now. It's been about a year now. I okay. think a full, a full year and some change. And so he so hasn't he been able to train anymore. Hasn't been able to train. Yeah. Not that he doesn't want to, but like it's honestly, uh, he, you know, it's not the best thing for him to try to get back into quickly because like it's no. his whole ankle had to be rebuilt. rebuilt. Like it's, and how did he do that? I don't. I wasn't there when oh, it okay. happened. But, but shattered, just, basically. Yeah, it just, yeah it, it broke. And so, but I just saw him the other day, and like sometimes when we go hang out, he either has a scooter or he's like walking. Oh he's, no! And honestly, seeing him go through that journey kind of reminds me of like exercises that we should all be doing anyway. Like Maintenance when, stuff. Like I take my legs for for granted, and I know that yeah. he did too, because we were talking about. Oh, this is how we're supposed to be walking. This is how we should yeah. be stretching. This is how we should be doing this. Right, my knees are fucking you me know? up right now. They're they're getting painful, and I'm like, well, I haven't been doing my stretches. Right. Of course, they're doing that. Like, dude, you got to be on top of this shit. Exactly. And you so, can't. There's like you're you're not at an age where you can just like slack off on the important stuff like that. I know. I'm starting to. Cross I saw this like road. fucking uh, like stretching routine that Chris Bumstead was doing. Uh huh. And I was like, oh my god, why am I not doing that every morning? Yep. Like, you know how good I would feel. I just watched him do it. And, like, he's just, like, against the wall, and he's just, like, doing something, and then he's reaching all the way to the other side, and he's, like, yep. you know, twisting the whole torso, and, the you know, it's like, whoa, like, just if you did that every day, think how good you'd feel. The problem is that we just don't feel like we have those 10 minutes in the and morning. And it's all it is. It's, like, but literally totally 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. I use that time to just sit on the toilet and look at my phone. Oh, God, <laughs> you know so much I mean? time spent just, be, like, I, I think I have ADD or ADHD because I'll, like... I could park in the parking lot at the grocery store going to yep. get something and I'll accidentally like look and then I'm like shit it's been fucking 10 minutes what am yep. I doing it's like, it's like a trance that takes over me and I'm like it's what like, in the fuck like think about what I could have done with that 10 minutes exactly. I could have been making money or fucking getting better at something or reading or like could have been doing something but yeah, yeah. the way that uh, my chiropractor describes it I mean it's like making deposits and withdrawals and right. uh, the most valuable currency I feel that as I'm starting to continue to live and understand things i mean time and health um yeah. for sure so i'm with you on time about, i think I, time's the most valuable time is definitely the most that's number one. Oh my god we don't and appreciate it, it we really don't but you extend your time by taking care of your body and you know health. yes and yes so that's where like i was making deposits and withdrawals yep. deposits are when he tells me about these stretches that he recommends that i do right um, to and it's not just for like my back it's like all kind and the and being an athlete where yeah, you're doing a athlete. contact sport, dude, like yep. you, you got to be on top of that stuff. You have to. And that's going to stop you from, like the difference between you getting injured or not. Exactly. And those are your deposits. And so you make uh, those deposits yeah. over time. So every single morning you do your five it, to 10 minute stretch. Those are your deposits so that maybe when game day comes, you can make the withdrawal that you need. Right. And if you don't make those deposits, like you're going to be on E. Exactly. Like, they're, they, it's not something you can just, like, stop doing. You have to keep putting in exactly. over and you over. Have to. There's, like, the sweeping the floor analogy, you know? So, it's, like, that's, like, fitness. is It's, like, maintenance. Like, if you just sweep it every day, the floor stays clean. Yep. You know, but if you, like, let it go, oh, one day you don't do it. Then the next day, it's, like, even harder to sweep it, you know? like Yes, exactly. But if you just do that little bit of maintenance, it's the same, same basically, thing you're talking about. Make those little deposits. You know, otherwise you're going to have to make a really big deposit and you're, oh, yeah. you're not going to be able to, you know, like it's going to take a lot more it, your withdrawal. You're going to be overdrawn. Yeah. You're going to be overdrawn at your bank because you didn't put enough <laughs> deposits and you just took a huge withdrawal. Exactly. So now you're in the red, you're in the negative, you know, exactly. like, and 
that's what um, I have to remember now. As, because, you know, as a kid, you, you're springy. You don't really have to worry about stretching. In the oh, morning. my God, no. But, you know, as you start transitioning into getting – Right. I mean – Get Even now, I take it for granted. I'm like, yeah. ah, I'm fine, I'm fine. Because, you know, lifting, you stretch right. a lot while you're lifting, in a sense. But then it's like, oh, why are my knees acting up? And then, yep. I, you know, I kind of use the excuse of, like, I'm so busy with my personal training that I'll, like, let little things slip my own. Kind of like you said, your boundaries again. Like, oh, fuck, remember to put the time into yourself, too. Because you start putting your time into all this other stuff, your business, your clients, your other people. It's like, but you can't really be a great role model, coach, uh, you know, someone they can look up to, to those people, if you're not taking care of yourself. Exactly. So it's Absolutely. like, you got to lead by example. And so, okay. yeah, all those things. And when is, when is your next, um, uh, my show is 11 weeks away and 14 weeks away. So one at the beginning of April and one at the end of April. Oh man. So, you're so I'm even, very, you're not even going to get a break in between. So after no, not really. all this cutting, I'm not going to be able to and eat. And then you're going to do your show, and then afterwards you're like, I still can't eat. <laughs> yeah, and I do want to eat after these shows, but I, I don't want to repeat last. Last year, I somehow let it turn into a fucking spiral into, like, just, like, binge eating. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I just, God. like, and I think that from everybody I've talked to in the sport, that's very normal. Yeah. But, like, it just bled over into my year where, like, I got these, like, cravings for certain foods that I'm, like, you know, before this, I didn't eat this for, like, years, and I didn't yeah. even care about it. Why am I so, like, obsessed with, like, you know, I got to go get crumble cookies, or, which oh, yeah. I still kind of want them right now, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't know. So I just want to go a little easier after. I, I, I want to, like, focus more on after this show going right into the focus for, like, training for next year instead of looking at it as, like, yay, I'm done. Now I get to celebrate and eat whatever I want. But it's, like, why ruin all the, like, results I just got? Yeah. Like, why am I going to just, like, destroy everything I built so that I can have to rebuild it again where I could just, like, enjoy a little bit of stuff that's fun once in a while, not take it overboard, and start focusing on the next year without, like, not that I, like, destroyed my physique over this year, but I, I definitely got, like, a few bad habits. So I'm like, you know, I don't really need to be indulging in that that much, you right. know, like, I'm like, which, you know, I say that, and then people are like, yeah, but you're still healthy, like, 95%. I know, exactly. I know. And, like, honestly, even that little, those cheap moments are still contributions to yourself. Um, yeah, they're fun, like, dude. Like, you Treat yourself. To, because, like, the way that. Dude, uh, ice cream. What do you think about ice cream? Oh, mm. I love that, dude. I, so good. I messed up, and I bought some Oreo ice cream things from uh, Costco yeah. the other day. Yummy. So good, aren't but they? But the thing yeah. is, I can eat. I've been kind of eating one every day, but I kind of tapered off of that just this week. I yeah. think I kind of like, I did that. Well, as much as you're day. training, dude, a little sugar ain't going to really kill right. you. Right. It's really not going yeah. to kill me that bad, especially with like my caloric intake for the day and yeah. stuff. I mean, maybe the quality of the food putting right. in my body. Yeah, ice cream. Well, that's best. what I think about the but, nutrients and the quality. But it's like still, okay, you're, you're an athlete, right. so you're burning calories. You just put some quick burning sugar in. You're going to use it up. You're fine. Exactly. So it'll be fine. But, uh, but yes, yeah, I had a client. He was like, I really want to have these ice cream sandwiches. I'm like, all right, here's what you do. I was like, every time after we lift, because he lifts heavy. This guy, he's, he's made a lot of progress. And I'm like, dude, you just killed it on your lift. So, like, when you go home, have a protein shake with your ice cream sandwich. That way you're getting, you know, right. sugar, but you're still getting protein to hopefully, like, 
you know, cause like protein muscle synthesis right. after lift and everything. And I'm like, dude, you'll be fine. Like, that's actually inherently, I think what I yeah. do, like, I make sure that I get myself the nutrients I need before. I yeah, don't ever eat that shit without the protein, though. Right. Always have the protein with like, it. If I'm gonna do that, if you're gonna have a I cookie, have like some chicken with it. Right, or eat like a shit ton of vegetables right before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So have the healthy with the yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then you're good. And it's mostly like you said, it's it's not really that the food is bad. It's just the the nutrient quality. Like you're it not giving yourself quality. the building. And then you know, like sugar, it can be like poison. Yeah. Uh, the same way we say alcohol is poison, like definitely sugar can be. It can be. Cause like everything in moderate, moderation. Moderation can yeah. cause a lot of trouble. Um, yeah. But yeah, just like anything else, like uh, almost any drug, it's like moderation. Yeah. Even moderation. if it's like, I'm like, oh, mushrooms are good, but it's like, if you were on mushrooms all day, every day, you sure wouldn't get a lot of stuff done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, man, you'd be not. talking to the spirits in the fucking like other small. universe, but like. I'd just be sitting there like. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Oh, just looking at these visions. Right. Yeah, because if you take enough, you start getting, like, fucking crazy-ass mm-hmm. visions and shit. Like, I remember I, like, closed my eyes once, and, like, I was enjoying myself, and then I saw, like, a flash of red, and I was like, oh, oh. I don't like that. Oh, sometimes <laughs> they're scary Whoa. shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. People are like, how do you do those and not worry about the dark stuff? I'm like, well, you have to have already basically dealt, dealt with, with your shadow self. And once right. you, like... But if you can accept the worst shit in your psyche, the worst parts of you, and you've already, like, looked at it and accepted it and know that it's part of you, those mushrooms ain't going to scare you. They ain't showing you nothing you haven't already seen. Exactly. You're fine. But um, You just tell yourself, like, this isn't reality. It's just my worst-case scenario playing out in my head. This is not real. Yeah. And even then, I've never quite crossed into like that, like I've never had a really, friends. really bad. I've experience. never had a bad one either. No. It's always been really nice. Like I just look at a tree and I'd be like, oh, it's a nice tree. They're so great. Like, you know what I mean? It's, I think they might solve all the world's problems if people, um, if we had like everybody do them. I don't know. Yeah, like I liked it as like a good as a reset. Like I'm not well, that's sure. what it does. I mean, that's it, it resets like, your brain basically. The last time I did them, it was like a good emotional reset because I was just like super stressed about like everything. Yeah. Like, I basically my with I made a lot more withdrawals than deposits. Ah, uh, so you were in a rough at, like, place at the time. Yeah, and yeah. So and not that it was like a bad like spot in my time, but I just was stressed and like right. pretty spread thin. Yeah. So it was a good way to remind myself that I am spread thin and like it was a, it reminded me that hey you need to make some oh, like, shit. deposits. Yeah, so like you just need to take care of yourself. You'll be fine. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does reset because it's what it does. It causes neuroplasticity. So like all the little connections in your brain, it basically just like gives you a clean slate to like now you can rewire it. You know, exactly. Like, so like that shit you've been telling yourself that's a lie, like I'm not good enough. I can't do this. You know. You start saying that stuff over and over again, and what it does is it creates these little pathways, neural pathways in your brain, and they get strengthened the more you think it. So that's what happens with people with, like, childhood trauma. Like, so their parent was hard on them, like, you'll never amount to nothing. You're a piece of shit. You've always been a piece of shit. So some girl, like, heard that growing up, and now in her head, like, I'm a piece of shit. I'll never amount to anything. You know, and that's like... But she's thought it and heard the voice of her, whoever said it to her, over and over again. Right, 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 right. And it gets so fucking strong. It's like working out a muscle. It gets stronger yeah. the more it... And then you come and take those mushrooms, and all of a sudden it's like, poof, just like it's wipes gone. that out. And then it's like, wait, why the fuck did I think that? That's not true at all. Where did I come from? You like, all of a sudden you see like a different perspective from the universe, right. and you're like, oh, what? 
Like, that's the dumbest shit I was ever telling myself. Why was I thinking that? For that long. And then you can, like, realize you get to program it. So, like, that means now you can, you know, think of, like, positive things in your head. Like, oh, shit, I can, uh, you know what? I'm really actually fucking good at this. Like, I could go do this. Like, I thought I couldn't because I had this voice saying, like, ah, you're not good enough to do that. But it's like, wait, I have a track record that I've seen. Like, shit, I'm really good at this thing. Like, I can go be a real estate we know whatever it is exactly like it's whatever like, and that's the, the good surprising thing is like it you at times we we focus so much about where we're trying to go that we forget to look at ourselves where we are right now yeah you, we don't appreciate right now yeah you're doing pretty okay dude if i i do that too where I'll, if i ever feel like shitty or like i'm not getting anywhere i'll be like i'll like see something pop up like you know, from my earlier 30s, not that they were a bad time, I was enjoyed myself, but I'll be like, whoa, look at the progress. I like, I'm actually like healthier, more fit at like 39 than I was at 33. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, my life's better. Like, I have more money, I make more money. I, you know, I'm like more confident, I'm in better shape. Like, right. And I'll be like, oh, fuck, that's so you like, just keep going. Dude. Yeah, just, just keep, keep going. going. What are you doing? Like, what, you know, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes you need that little reminder of where you've been and then yeah. where you are. And you're like, oh, fuck, I'm doing good. I'm yeah. fine. It's I'm like fine. Are, I've been here before. I know how to fucking do this. And, and regardless of how bad things seem like they are, that that's what I try to always remind myself is that I'm doing okay. And You I'm are not, doing I'm good, not, dude. You're doing I'm, great. Yeah. I'm not the best at reminding myself that either. Sometimes right. like, I will call my parents and I'm like, ah. And so, it's, it's again, it does take a village in a lot of sense. So oh, I think so. We talked about community earlier. Having friends, too, to play that stuff off of, like, to share your doubts with, like... Peers, everyone, I mean, I definitely will call them, and I'm like, hey, I'm stressing out over this, or I feel like I need to be doing this, X, Y, Z, whatever, and to be honest, they might say the most basic thing, but it helps to reframe myself to think, oh, "Oh, I actually am doing... Dude, you fucking did this, remember that? You're like, oh, shit, yeah, I am the guy that did that. I can fucking handle whatever this is. Like, like, I don't know what I'm tripping off of right now. Yeah, thanks. We just do that sometimes. I think we do that sometimes. Yeah. We like it's like you it's doubt yourself syndrome. or Yeah, there's definitely imposter syndrome is a big one, dude, where you don't yeah. realize like it took me along with that with like uh anything like you know like even being a coach with the training like mm-hmm. it took me like having really good results with people and then getting the feedback from them and like that's how I got better at it and then I start and I still don't like ever I I never like to think I'm like great at stuff because I don't ever want to think that because otherwise I will never be able to be that I mean you are great but you do just continue to keep well right but that's what I'm saying you don't want to like start thinking you're the shit because that's when you suck that's when you start becoming complacent you always want to think you suck so that you try harder that's my that's my own personal exactly like I I mean obviously you want to feel competent and you should feel comfortable like Mm -hmm knowing your value so you know like well i mean i you know like otherwise you wouldn't value your own time like right so you gotta have a price and a value on your time like hey yeah i'm a coach but i cost this much money to have and like mm-hmm. you can't like you know go light on that otherwise you're going to be like shortchanging yourself giving out free stuff all the time right exactly. but also you don't want to just think you're like the shit because then you get complacent and you stop learning you right. stop growing so how are you supposed to be a good coach if you're not always like you know, I know this is what I've done in the past, but now I, I've seen this new thing, and I think, like, this, this seems be to be, you know, so you'll add a little bit to your arsenal from, yes. like, so I think you never want to stop learning. You definitely never want to stop learning. I mean, that's, like, even when I came back from Thailand, you know, I feel like 
I don't do well when people congratulate or like uh, I say congratulate like it, whether it's after a fight yeah. or after I come back from yeah. doing something I hate that sport, I always feel weird when I walk in and like there's the guy who did this and I'm like yeah that's yeah. me thank you but, <laughs> I know I get so fucking <laughs> when people give me compliments I'm right. like it's, it's like when people are singing happy birthday to you just oh I fucking like, hate birthdays dude I'm like birthdays I are, right. are not my thing I'm just like like, like compliment like it's funny because I don't know why I just don't like birthdays right like, yeah. but um with the thing is despite me doing that I, it's very easy for someone to be like yeah I went to Thailand and I came back now yeah. I'm, I'm the man because I went to oh, the shit. land to train no yeah you but don't want to be like, like that I I'm just because of you know my being and I think you understand that because you know we obviously um, interact with each other it's just something I've had to not not strongly but really tell myself like no you're still not that guy you have a long way to go yeah there are a million different people but that's why Thailand you're good that's why you. you're good though because you keep thinking like that you're humble you gotta mm-hmm. stay humble so you can and also too that it reminds me this is why i continue to do it because there's something to learn and you mm-hmm. know despite yes i did come back with new tools and stuff and yeah um it's also my responsibility to you know try to improve so i was working with a training partner yesterday I was holding pads for him and you know i showed him like a combo that like i kind of like picked up while i was in thailand mm-hmm. and now i'm looking at it and i'm like ah, oh, you have to deal with this in sparring now because i just taught you this thing that's gonna like annoy you gave him a tool right gave him a tool but yeah. that's what i want too because like yeah. if he's pushing me to be because right. now you got to be right. if you know that tool you want to be good at defending against that tool as well right so now how are you supposed to do that and if you know nobody else knows that tool? exactly yeah. and i'm also looking at it from a perspective of well that tool it works best with him too because of his right his so you might pick up a technique that's like you know actually for me it doesn't work that good but mm-hmm. this guy that's gonna be perfect for exactly. him exactly i think and fighting is like that a lot isn't it, it is. yeah, or yeah. just like any kind of um any kind of well, anything. ambitious endeavor. Well, even like pro wrestling, you think about it, yeah. like there's probably stuff where like, you know, with me, my height and whatever, like this move isn't going to work great for me. Not gonna it's not like going to make any sense. Yeah, it's not going to make sense. But dude, wrestling. you, you know what you should do? I got this idea. You should try this because at your height, it's going to, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. yeah. Exactly. So you want to, you know, empower the people around you. And right. Instead of being. Help build them up. And I think someone who kind of comes back and is like, oh, I'm the man and like, they almost gatekeep some of that knowledge. And that's, that's called gatekeeping. Yeah, isn't gatekeeping. It? Yeah. You don't want to. I, I definitely don't want to gatekeep it. And you know, no, I don't like gatekeeping. I think it's actually weak. Right. It's a very. I think. I think it's a weakness. It is. It in is, a sense. It highlights. I mean, unless you're at a really high level and it like matters, like. To you like know, your opponent. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. Obviously, you're not gonna like share this with your opponent. You'll share but, like your teammates. Ring, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. As you're doing it, as you're doing it, then that's that's when you share it with them. So. But yeah, there, there is something about knowledge. gatekeeping. I feel like it's a weak man thing a it little is. bit. Yeah, because what you're ultimately doing is saying, "Hey, I don't want you to ride on my coattails or surpass me." Right. I'm insecure in the fact that I think that if I tell you this thing, right. you're going to become better than me. I do think, in a sense, though, like if you do have the ability to teach and share things, like there is a little bit of gatekeeping in the sense of like. I like this person. I think they're worthy. I think they're a good guy, so I want to share this knowledge with them. And I think they're actually going to listen to me and, and implement it. 
versus like, you know what? This guy's a waste of my fucking time. He's a right. piece of shit. I'm not telling him shit. <laughs> you know right, what exactly. I mean? There's some of that too. Like, too. Like, you, you don't like this guy, your... I don't even like him. I'm not, he can figure that shit out on his right. own, you know? Like, and it, it does also come down to what are the, uh, the other person's intentions with the knowledge. Right. You want to be, you, you you're trying to share it with somebody you think is worthy and, and it has the same values as you and is going to do right. well with it. Like you wouldn't teach, like you said, your enemy or somebody that, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm uh, not going to teach a fish how to breathe air. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, it's not that, I mean, sure, they could learn to do it and that'd be cool. But yeah. like, you know, a fish does well swimming in water and you right, know, that's, right, its, right. that's its area and that's where it excels at. So me trying to teach it to breathe air, it's uh-huh. not going to be super receptive to that probably. Right. And that's okay. But, you know, I go teach um, a turtle. You know, it's funny because it's kind of like the, it's like having a a patent or something and then you make a lot of money. But if it's like a drug or something that could save everybody, like you, wouldn't you want to just release it so everybody could make it so it would be cheap? Yeah. You know, you'd think, but that's like definitely not how the pharmaceutical companies (laughs) work. That's not how it works. They need to make the I know. It's like, damn, like you would think it would be like, well, because I think like Elon Musk did that with like what Tesla, he just released all the patents, right? So like he wants that technology to be able out there for everybody i, I believe um oh, that's pretty great. and i think he had that that's like where he got in the argument with something with ai he thinks it should all be like open source yeah, you know otherwise like but i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. like it's good and bad it's well what if like you're like another country that's like your rival got a hold of it too and then like right. you gotta think of that a little bit but it's one of those things where like I can try to think of whether it's good or bad but I just have to remember it's consequence and action and yeah. we like to inherently think people are good and that they will do the right, right. thing right so I can trust time. you with this really dangerous thing right. but it's like oh shit I should have never told them that because look what they just did yeah. exactly and so it's it's kind of the bed that you make yourself this is actually like really a lot of fucking like like martial art movies like the master trains somebody but he doesn't realize the person's gonna go use it for evil mm-hmm. and the person goes and uses it for evil then he has to train like the new kid like to go with fight the, hopes, the bad kid with the hopes that that kid I taught him evil. I taught him this and I never should have he's using it for evil but yeah. I'm gonna teach you the same thing and that's like the plot of every <laughs> right. fucking like you, you know this. what I mean like, but I mean, Holy it is. Shit. But uh, and there's little lessons you can take into that. So one, like putting your faith into another person, like you do with information. Trust, that you, yeah. yeah, trust, and you do at that time what you feel is best, and you don't know what the true outcome is of it is going to be. Right. So you know, I tell this person how to do this technique; it could go be used for evil. At the time, I didn't know that, so don't beat yourself over it because that's right. not your responsibility. Right, right, right. You were doing what you thought was. They're misusing it, not you. Right. You didn't do anything wrong, really. But I mean. then again, the lesson in like the trope that you just described is again putting trust in people continually. Like you don't let a one bad experience. Well, and then don't let when something like that happens make you not trust again. Exactly. That's the bad thing is like you'll 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 let that and you know that's the same thing with like relationships or whatever like you have a bad experience and then you're like oh I'll never fall in love again I'll never trust right. it and it's like shit well now you're just gonna be alone dude or like, like gatekeeping for information like we just said as well I yep. mean like just because you had one experience where someone took it and ran with it and did something and did some shitty like, don't stop that from letting you share it with somebody good right because the next you, time yeah, yeah that very negative experience you had could also turn out to be a very it with someone else it could be a very positive thing right in fact maybe even one that outweighs the negative the negative one so yeah giving 
so that's really a conversation on just taking chances and like having faith in other people and, and yeah having a good time. like outlook on people in general do you think there's like a lot of people who just hate people yes i feel like there's a lot of yeah. that like uh i don't think i think it's maybe because they just see there is a lot of reason to hate people i fucking hate people which I get it, because I'll do that sometimes. You know, right. like obviously working in the service industry, sometimes you run into very entitled people, and you're like, God, fucking right. hate people. Ugh. I think, but I really love people. It's I like, love, and that I think the what you're describing is the people who say that they hate people haven't. They don't actually said, hate people. I don't think they actually hate people, or if they say that, is they haven't taken the time to sit down and really think about where other people are coming they from. They have an expectation how they want people to be, right. and then when the people don't live up to that expectation, then They're they like, hate them. Exactly. And I catch myself doing it all the time. I do it all the time, Especially dude. Especially when, like, when I'm driving here, I'm like, how do you not know to like, do Oh, drivers drive me like, nuts. I'll be like, what I'm, are you fucking doing? Right, but I also have to remember, like, okay, maybe if this is someone who did recently immigrate here and they, they need, might not know. They need to have transportation. They're still figuring it out. I was fortunate enough to be yeah. 15, have very good driving instructors right. be my parents. So I can well, imagine if I'm in another country. I don't know how the fucking shit works over there. And I'm exactly. making ass of myself. Like, ho I'd hope that someone would have grace and yeah. uh, patience with me. Like I was over and we need Thailand. to do that with these people here. Yeah. And I don't even mean these people, anybody. They could be any race, whatever. Yeah, exactly. But like, you know, there's people that can't drive well. Um, like, it's very possible that they have a very valid reason for, right. you know, not. And also, there's things to be said, you know, being an adult. If you're doing it as an adult yeah. versus being younger, you know how we learn things easier when we're oh, younger. Oh, when you're young, but yeah. But when you're an adult, you have all this fear and idea of how the world oh, works. Oh, yeah, it's so much so harder to it learn. it makes it that much harder to really maybe even get behind the wheel knowing the dangers that but, are on the road. Yeah, I get mad all the time. Like, it would be like... You're in a hurry, and then, you know, like, you'll have be taking a left, and they'll have, like, the yellow light on. There's, like, plenty of room for the motherfucker in front of you yep. to go. And you're like, why aren't you going? And they're, like, scared, like, oh, I, I better wait for these cars. It's like, bitch, yeah. you had fucking, you could have gone three times yeah, by the time. Like, you know, you could have went three times, but, you know. But, you know. but then you look down, and you're like, oh, student driver. You're like, you're right. shit, why did I get mad? It's exactly. like, they probably don't know any better. Like, and that's the thing that... Um, you have to remember when you know. I think people don't necessarily hate other people. I think they don't take the time to really try to understand where that understand where they're coming from. from. Ooh, because that's a good point, dude. That is, like, um. So I guess a short story. When I was back in South Carolina, I basically drove through a shootout. Um, Holy shit! Yeah, like yeah. my. I feel like my life flashed before my eyes while I wasn't, like, in the altercation that caused the shooting. Yeah, but it still would affect you. Like, yeah. I could have been caught by... So, basically, I was I was just returning an item that morning. It was a Sunday morning around noon. Mm -hmm. And this is a part of town where, like, it makes sense that it would happen there when I look back at it. But, like, this is actually a really good part of, like, you know, town. Like, yeah. nothing like that has ever really happened. I grew up on this, you know, road. Right. A lot of businesses, broad daylight. Like, very safe place to really be. Uh -huh. And, you know, I get out of the store and I hop in my uh, dad's truck because that's what I'm driving when I'm there. And I uh, get out of my parking space and I start driving. And okay. so it's in a parking lot and you have one car that's parked across like two parking spaces on one part of the aisle. Yeah. And on the other aisle, you have another car. Um, and so I drove right in between them. And then I just hear um, someone from one of the cars go, little boy. And I was like, I don't Shit. understand. And I, I, 
get through the two cars. I stop right here because there's a stop sign. Right. And then I look back. I was like, are they talking to me? And then I hear pop, 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 pop. Oh, dude, and that's I just scary. sped off and uh, called the cops. And I, the last thing I remember seeing well, before I sped off was like a kid, I say a kid, but a young man um, running towards the stores that I was coming from while just, it looked like he was shooting blindly. And surprisingly, uh-huh. no one got shot. Like in that, thank God. I say thank God, but also he really was shooting blindly, and that could have went that those bullets that he shot, and they were about could have went anywhere. It could have went anywhere. Could have hit me. Could have hit anybody else who was like in the area. And um, so I say that to say is the reason why that happened is because when I look back at the reports, it was a road yes. rage. It was a road rage incident. Um, I think they someone didn't turn on their blinker. They pulled over the parking lot and got to a screaming match or whatever and for whatever reason the guy thought he's gonna pull out a gun and shoot someone or dude that is not it. worth it's going not to fucking jail for man jail Come or taking on while taking or, killing somebody and yeah. so i bring all this up to say is with uh people who say that they don't like other people, people. they really that's a that highlights a very uh real thing where we don't take enough time to really think about where people are coming from, why they make the decisions that they no. make, and also how does it really affect you? They look right. something so small as like a, they didn't like the way that they didn't put their blinker on, and that could have cost someone their life. Right? That's insane. Without dude. really even thinking, like, did it? One, does it really matter? Like, yes, I understand you're putting other drivers at risk by making. Yeah, but not enough to pull a fucking gun. Oh, right. Like that that person was clearly not in the right state of mind. Like Exactly. And like rage they, they took over. Them. Yeah, they found them and uh did what they needed to do, I guess to be arrested. Well he should definitely go to jail. Yeah, that's like bro, that's way too extreme, you yeah. know, for someone not using their blinker, it's the only reason you should ever use a gun is self-defense. Exactly. That definitely wasn't self-defense. So. No, it definitely wasn't. <laughs> it was like, seriously. definitely wasn't self-defense. That is fucked sure. up, man. Oh. And so, yeah, it, it, it just just take a second to really try to put yourself in someone else's shoes, and just maybe that will save some. It's heart, tough. Heart we should all do that more. Right. We should all think that more. It is tough. Like, I'll, Someone pisses you off, and it's like you got to try to, like – think from their point of view well you know the other thing is like for the most of us we're going through life as like the main character yes that's you know it's like bitch get out of my way and yeah i got places to be exactly and it's about me that is the hardest thing is to think that like like i'm sitting here talking to you i've only ever been in this body i am the main character of my story but you're also in yours and i have and i have to remember that you're (laughs) not just an npc you're the main (laughs) character in your your, uh, do you think some people might actually be npcs though Uh, no i mean everybody has a soul i think everyone does i think it's just even gingers even gingers no this is that's from south park (laughs) even gingers i actually love gingers but like i i think like you can allow yourself to become I think like, you, I think you, part of I don't think people are born NPCs. I think they right. become it. You can become. You can allow yourself. You to lose think that your you soul if you lose that part yeah. or the ambition and all those things that we talked about. Yes, yeah, so you can allow yourself to become that way if you so choose. I think you're right. I think you some know. people turn into NPCs eventually. Yeah, because they're not doing main character shit and that's why i always tell people start doing main character yeah, shit make your deposits i'll tell myself that when i'm like not you know i feel like i'm not living up to my potential i'll be like bitch go 
out there. I don't know why I like that word so much today. I'm you can just get out there. It's an empowering word now. Bitch, you need to get down there and do that cardio, bitch. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> you, you do there, those abs your lungs, today. Your lungs aren't where they're supposed to be. Yeah, dude. You're not burning the fat that you need to. You know you need to do this, so get down there get and down do there, that so do you that can that feel good cardio, about baby. yourself. Yeah, I'm on 45 minutes of cardio a day. It's like, and it's oh, not, yes. it's just like the stairs or whatever. So it's not like it's like super hardcore running. getting on the stairs. Stairs are actually really hard, but they're like that yeah. weird steady state, nice cardio where you're just in that fat burning zone. Yep. But they're still like really hard, you know? I don't know. You just, for me, you got to watch, I got to watch something on my phone. You know, I got to watch like a series or something, something to take my mind off it. I end up just, YouTube. I think I daydream. Like when I'm on the treadmill. Or oh, that's anything. good. Like, that's a good one. I would like to. I always try to like have something to watch, but then maybe it's because when I'm running, I can't really. Oh, focus. if you're running, I couldn't yeah. do it. Like so even maybe. some people, I see them reading a book with the page turning. I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah. I I could like listen to an audio book. Like I don't know why. It's like because I'd be like walk, you know, on the thing moving. I'd be like trying to follow along right. in the book it's and like, like lose the page. Right. I guess if it was like a screen and I could just be like next page, you know, and it would just listen exactly. to me flip. And I'm oh, sure they have something like that, like an yeah. iPad, and you're just like reading it. You mean a Kindle? Well, and no, it's like, I think yeah, Kindle. It's like, and then I just say to it, next page. All right. It's like, Stop. Yeah. There's this. Uh, we had this uh, new remote at the bar, and I didn't realize this awesome technology because I'm so old fashioned, but like. I was like trying to find a football game and I used to always just hit like search and I'd be like sports, football, bam, is that the game you're looking for? Click. And but this new one we have, it's just like he's like, use the voice thing. I'm like, whoa. So I grab it and I was just like, I'm like, play the 49ers. And it's like goes to the game and it's like, holy shit, that's amazing. That is so cool. So like it just goes yeah. to the channel. And I was like, I feel like Batman when he has that thing and he's like, Shields. You know, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, stop. You know, I was like, this is so dope. Yeah, I think my remote does that too. And it's like kind of what we talked about earlier with like technology. There are a lot of points around like we're doing a little too much. It doesn't need, not everything needs to have this. But then there are moments yeah. where it's like, yeah. It's I'm pretty crazy. sure my remote in there for the TV, I could do that. I think mm -hmm. it has one of those. But I just forget to, I say I forget I don't even do that. I'm always just like search. I'm like, oh yeah, I forget there's that thing where you could be like, play Stranger Things. Play Stranger Things, you know, and it's like. But I also find myself in moments where I'm like, it could just be quicker if I just just well, type in fucking just, Stranger Things. Right, yeah, just type it in. we're so lazy, dude. Yeah, <laughs> even this uh, complex, like there's uh, there's a bar and restaurant on site, and there's also a pizza place, and like you could have them delivered right to your room. It's crazy. Mm. So like we're like, yeah. it's like we really do live in like the best time ever. People I don't. To, I would have to force myself to be like, if I want a pizza, I gotta go downstairs. Yeah, just go order it. I would just go order it. But, like, yeah, you can get it off. But it makes sense for the business because think right. about that. All these rooms here, and now you get to deliver to each one. Like, that's, like, plenty of built-in business. So yeah, it's it is. Like, I don't know. Good on them. But I do feel like a little bit of laziness, you know, like. Yeah, it's a little bit of laziness. It's like Uber Eats and all that shit. It's like everything can just literally be delivered to our fucking. It really can. I mean, it's everything is what you make it. You yeah. Know? But that's all right. That's. It's business, dude. You know, like if you sense. if you want something, it's the click of a button away. I mean, that's I mean, it's a beautiful thing, but it's also it could you just have to figure out where your boundaries are with what you use it. You yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, sometimes it's fun, right? Like, shit, you guys want something? I'll here, I'll order it up. Boom. Yeah, exactly. It gives somebody a job because that person that gets to like deliver it, they have a job. Yeah. Like, it's not all bad. Yeah, like there's you know. 
consequences ebb and flow. You know, there's always some other side to every action that you do. Mm-hmm. And like, again, like my health here, I'm a lot more sedentary. Oh, like yeah. Here versus when I was over in Thailand, I walked everywhere. I was that part. Did you kind of like that part of the oh, culture? I, well, yeah. I, love, I think like everyone still. You like, just you felt can, different. You can be sedentary. Like I don't own a car over there, right? And so it's like me being the tourist. Like I kind of just chose. I had the time. I wasn't. I was on vacation. It's not like right. I we could probably be more like that over here, but it's just not really set up for that as much, or like yeah. it's not really in the culture as I'll much. I'll put it this way: the weather doesn't. Easy. I like. Oh, it's so cold. It being here, like yeah. eighty degrees outside of Thailand, like yeah, I'll happily get outside and like start walking somewhere. But here, oh, it's yeah. like thirty degrees. Jeez. I'm not going outside. So, no, I know. It's like I'm not walking in this so, shit. Like, and I will also say, when I walked outside, uh, there's stores and everything like right there. It makes sense uh, to, to walk. walk. Yeah. Versus like here, you kind of got to get in your car. Oh, hundred uh, percent. So, dude, it's 2024, right? You know that. Yes. So, what do you think about? Uh, what do you think 2024 is going to be like? Is it the year of chaos, as we've been saying, or is it going to be? I mean, did you see that Cat Williams interview? Oh, dude, that was awesome. Did you uh, love it? I loved it. I loved Actually, it. my last guest was talking about that, too, because, like, dude, he spit some fucking oh, yeah. truth on that he shit. He was putting, he, and I've always loved Cat Williams, at least as an entertainer. I'm a huge Cat Williams and fan, so I kind of was like, you know, some of it I was like, yeah, I don't really agree yeah. with him, but I was glad he was saying what he was saying. Right, like, exactly. And that's the thing that about Cat is, like, I feel like you can respect him for how he is. And over, I've seen his career, like, his presence in the media change, like, over the years, whether it's become more or less. I think I've grown to appreciate right. people who are because some people are like who's Cat themselves. Williams. I'm like who's Cat Williams? Like, like excuse me, fucking Mr. Res- coin the term bent back paper clips for legs. I mean, I mean seriously, dude. I, like you don't know who this guy is, like, right? But no, that was a well, awesome the, the one special. I think me and my friends watched it. It was one where he came out and he had that song "Every Day I'm Hustling" at the yep. beginning, and he's oh, like, yeah, "I told you, sir, don't play that again." Play that. That's my <laughs> shit. My shit. Yeah, I got this. Every he's day like, I'm hustling. Out. My favorite parts when he's like, "Then you in the store," and he's just like, "Oh, oh," just yeah, starts throwing it in there. <laughs> oh, dude, it's the best. Oh man, yeah, but. I, I love that guy. So I thought, you know what? If he's gonna come on, and, and dude, he was so funny in that interview. Like he's so like he's bright. like talking about uh, who was it? Uh, uh, Chris um, Tucker. Yeah, you're saying he's like, like you know Michael you know Jackson. he's friends with Michael Jackson. You know he's got a little nickname for our cousin Chris. Chris me with me. He's like Shannon. You got any, any guys that come up with a little cute nickname for you like that? He's like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> he's Girl, so, man, calling you Christmas, Christmas, <laughs> dude. That was fun. He was on fire in that. Like, that say was, what you want, but he was funny too. He was, it was like he was just right. on there, like I'm bitter and I hate everybody. He was like being funny, dude. He it was, was like old I, Cat Williams, like. like I will say out of that interview, there were a lot of like things that you could take from what he said and just put them on t-shirts and they were quotes. Oh, and I dude. loved it. Like I remember Christmas, that, even Christmas. Even Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. And he was like, oh, but I have like three, uh, my first job is to be funny. Second is to be, um, you know, what is it? To be, to tell the truth. And like the third is to be Gaza Strip or Gaza strip it. And you know, oh, it yeah, burned yeah. out everything in my way. Like I, I forget oh exactly God, what the, he's like going the, hard. Well I mean like he but the way that he like spoke metaphorically but also yeah. Oh he's uh, an intelligent dude. I don't think people realize how smart I mean 
he even was talking a little bit about that, how he would read so much as a kid. But I don't know if he read 3,000 books. By oh, I think that was bullshit. But, but I, I do think he probably read through a lot of books, but maybe not. That's called just normal. Like, that's exaggeration. Right, and I think that I think he probably knows that, too. He said that. Oh, yeah. Well, that's I, just I, like I anybody talk. I mean, that's like when Trump says stuff, and he's like, yeah, right. I mean, you didn't quite do it that, but yeah, we he's get like, it. You get the idea. Like I did it the best. It was absolutely the best. Yeah. We had the best this under me. And, yeah. So... You know, and it's like same with cat. Like, I think we all do that a little bit. Like we exaggerate a little bit. Exa- like, yeah. oh man, I was like the fucking best back then. You don't know, so I should do more of that actually. But he was super inside. Yeah, I should read a lot. Oh my god, he was so good. Uh, what were some other funny things he said? Like talking about like I, I have my uh, professional weed roller. Of course, I have oh, women yeah. do it. I don't He's want like, some man spit in my mouth. Right. Like, He's like, you want a man spitting your mouth? You want a man spitting your mouth, Shannon? He's just like so He's funny. like that, talking about how uh, You ever have a guy give you a little cute nickname like that, Shannon? I just, I mean, he was just was, so funny. Dude. That was such a good, uh, and I think now it has, oh, it over, it has, over, it has over 50 million views. When, like, when he too. comes out with his next special, dude, like, it's going to be huge. Like, right. whatever people are like, oh, who's that? He seems like he's, it's like, no, like, it got, I think it got the most views it's got to be one. It was high, dude. Oh, yeah. That Shannon it's, Sharp one, especially. I think he did a couple others after, but the I Shannon Sharp one. With one. The country, uh, what's the guy's name? I don't even see. I don't even remember the guy's name. It's like country uh, somebody. Right. Um, not, no offense to him. Like, I know that he, he's also an entertainer and comedian, but I just can't recall his name off the top of my head. Right. But, you know, that doesn't have the same hype following, like, Cat Williams thing. No, that so. Shannon Sharp one just broke the internet. It was, right. that was... So epic, honestly. As far as 2024 is concerned, if that's how we're starting, I'm very curious to see. Oh, I think it's gonna be a wild year. I kind of hope that, like, you know, Cat does say this is the year of the reckoning. I really do. I hope he does a special. That'd be dope. You know, things kind of turn out that way because there are a lot of stuff to. Again, we've talked about this multiple times already for us as people to reframe as communities. Right. Understand, like, figure out what are we actually doing amongst each other. And, you I know, think it could get like, better in that sense, uh, right. but I think it's going to be a wild year first, and then yeah. hopefully something happens where we all kind of come back together a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just going to be life. It's going to be, I, I say right. just like any other year, it's going to be different than any other year before, but ultimately, I mean, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. There's gonna the be number one thing is if we focus on ourselves and our goals, we're going to be fine either way, no right. matter what. Like, no matter what crazy shit's going on out there, right. you know? Like, So I think that's the key is like, just put our energy into ourselves, mm-hmm. our goals, building whatever it is we're trying to build, you know, and uh, yeah. we should be good. Well, man, we've done about two hours. You think, oh, uh, is there anything else you want to say before we sign off? Or? Um, well, I've got my fight coming up February. Uh, we should 11th, talk a little bit so about that before we go. There's not too much to talk about. Right. Other than so, uh, yeah, what's the date? Tell everybody the date. Uh, February the... Yeah, I'll put it, in, it'll be up on yeah, there. February the 10th. Um, I'm super excited to, you know, have another fight uh, come under my, uh, along yeah. my way. Um, I've been training super hard. Um, I've and where's it at? It's going to be in Bellingham, Washington. And um, can people and still get tickets? I believe, yes, you can still get we'll tickets. We'll put a link sure to that. Yeah, yeah. Yet, or like, you know, they made the post, but they're making fire posts and just letting people know right okay, now. Okay, so tickets will go on sale soon. Probably get them soon, but um, yeah, it's under legendary fight promotion. So um, February tenth. Yeah, we'll do a little thing, or I'll send the information over. 
There you but go, dude. Super excited to do it. I'm looking forward to competing against uh, the guy who I'm going against. Um, I think it's going to be a great fight. It's going to yeah. be a good test of my you know, ability, and it's going to be a great learning experience. And how many fights will this have been for you? This will be number five. Number five. Yes. All right, man. Well, yeah. good luck with that. Thank That's going to be dope. And uh, thank you so much for doing the podcast again. Yeah, thanks for having me. And again, uh, good luck to you and your journey. Yes, sir. Fitness. I know you've got a big cut coming. You know, over the oh, next, yeah. We'll be you know, very hungry. Weeks, so. it's, coming, it's coming down to the wire now. So, all right, man. Thank you. All and right. uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will see you guys next time.